they're like, oh, all this other shit with Gendo and gods or whatever they've been saying. But then they talk about he's trying to open Pandora's box, but then close it again before hope can get out, which fine. I get it. Pandora's box is a popular metaphor, but there's a little part of me that's like, are you guys talking about a real fucking box? (laughs) Are we trying to open a real Pandora's box? What's happening? Welcome back to my first anime, Evangelion, episodes 22 to 26. I'm Chris Bailey. I'm the defeated Salvador, also known as Monkey. I'm also very depressed, and I'm Anthony Vaught. All right, I'm going to full disclosure, I already watched End. because. Oh my god, why, dude? Because I finished 26, and I was like, I, I had to know. If End was going to save it, like if this is the thing that people cling to, or if people, it is somewhat of a sentiment to my understanding that people just kind of hand wave 25 and 26 and say, go watch End instead. Oh. Or like watch them both, but but End is like the, the quote unquote true ending of Evangelion. Well, well what um, I read on the wiki was like, you. You can watch end, but twenty five and twenty six gives you like the, like the goods f- to make end better. Yeah, they they, they kind of do go in tandem, but like I said, people, the large majority of people, to my understanding, consider the end of Evangelion to actually like be the definitive ending of it. Like if you told them that, oh, I watched twenty six and stopped, they'd probably be like, oh, you didn't, so you didn't finish it, you didn't finish Evangelion. Gotcha. So I I have not seen it at all. Uh, the end? No, we were going to do it next week. Okay. And but it, that's why I didn't. Or that's why I'm saying, full disclosure, at the top, I already watched it. Oh, you, you know what, Owens? You know what I'm so glad about? I'm so glad we got to watch a fucking 26-episode anime that doesn't have a fucking ending just to watch a fucking ending movie of it. That's so much fucking fun. Right. Okay. So um, I am going to try and keep my perspective limited to... Um, the series. That's what we do weekly, but you fucked it up. Way to well, go. Hey, <laughs> monkey. Didn't you already watch it too? No, I know the ending of it, and I guess I know the ending of End. So I'm the only virgin take here? No, um, the, the ending of End is not like, it's like a super fucked up ending. If I, if I, if it's the ending, I think it's not, it not important, not important right now. I'm just trying to give some context here. So I'm, I'm going to keep my perspective to the series. And honestly, I don't think I change that much with end included. Just has some more context and dive a little deeper on a couple of things. That said, I have a, let's say, sneaking suspicion about the kind of energy this episode has the potential to take on. Are you, are you talking about depressing like these episodes? No, I'm talking like an aggressively negative energy. <laughs> How'd you gander that? So I want to kind of try and curb that a bit at the top because it's not fun for anyone to listen to that, especially people who like it. I'm going to tell you right now, um, let's go. I actually did not mind the first three episodes. I minded the last two episodes. The last two episodes is really, really like, put the fucking spill in my heart and like 
put 60 other spells. The last two episodes are supposed to be the end. Well, the end of the series of Evangelion. Well, I can't even say that. The end of the running of... Of the original series. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, it's the end of the original series, but not the end of the story. Yep, exactly. Basically. I, <laughs> I have problems with those three episodes, too, but the show should have ended at 19. What was uh, episode 19? I think episode 19 was some some stuff with like Toji or is that the one where Shinji gets I don't know but like the 16 to 19 as far as I'm concerned was like the last time this show had any goodwill for me but even from that perspective like the again the reason I watched end ahead of time is because this show resonates with so many people so deeply and I really want to understand why um and there is some stuff in here that I think I get it I get the last two episodes why it really speaks to people this sounds like what we're talking. We need to talk about this next week. Well, not. I don't think. I don't think so. A lot of this is twenty six or twenty five, twenty six. Um, I, I just want to say that I get like a lot of the themes of this show in nineteen ninety five in anime, especially giant robot stuff, was not addressed. So at that time, especially if you're a younger kid seeing the show for the first time you probably haven't confronted a lot of these ideas, a lot of these feelings, a lot of the these types of characters that you're seeing. And especially if you know you are someone who is personally struggling with something that a lot of the characters are struggling with, I can see having this outlet in fiction to kind of ask the same questions that maybe you didn't even know you were supposed to be acting asking is powerful. And I do recognize some of the stuff as much as I by the end of these episodes and doubly by the end of end of Eva can't stand Shinji as a character. I see some of the stuff that like is going through his mind and some of the, some of the way he's acting, some of the things he's thinking. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I totally, yeah, what I, I, I'm a hundred percent there with you, Shinji. I totally understand what you're thinking. I've had many of these thoughts and, but it just, I guess, maybe seeing it in 2020 as a 28 year old guy, it's kind of, it doesn't do or say anything interesting. It just feels, and when it does, for the most part, it, it feels exploratory to me for most of this series. And I think it truly does come across a couple of gems. I truly do love uh, Masato and Asuka as characters. Uh, just fucking despite the assassination that's about to happen. I feel so sorry for Asuka. I, these episodes made me love Asuka to no end. And I hate, I hate Shinade type, type characters. But I don't think Asuka's that Shinade, so like that hardcore into it. So I don't know if you know what Shinade means. Uh, Sundere. Oh, Sundere, my bad. Uh, I've heard it tossed around a couple times, but... Uh, would you like to give them the explanation, Owens? Because it's, I can't. It's the, I mean, Asuka is the prototype Sundere character, basically. Um, it's the character who shows uh, affection through aggression, basically. And uh, the, the more extreme, like, flanderized version has has become, like, they say something nice, and then the character, the other char- the character that they're romantically interested in is like, hey, thanks, and then they, like, punch him in the head and go, I wasn't being nice to you, idiot. I'm going to hate all of them. Oh, so I'm just going to tell you one thing. One thing, Owens does not do a very good job describing it. Uh, you know Helga from Hel- Hey Arnold? Uh, yeah. That's what Shinari is, or Shindue. That's what yeah, that's yeah, actually... No, that makes sense. That's a decent okay. comparison, yeah. 
Yeah. I still, yeah, I don't like her either. I'll find out when we do Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite anime. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say the big difference between them two is that, like, she at least has introspect or introspective thoughts on, like, oh, I still love him. And Asuka's are still like, oh, he's a fucking idiot. No, I mean, dude, Asuka just wants to be loved. It's so, and Shinji's right there for the picking. And Shinji does not understand anything. Yeah, and, and that that was kind of where my point was going to leave off of. This show has shown that it has, they've made really great characters and had some really great story beats. But for whatever reason, we always come back to this like gray blob of nothing that is Shinji and his character arc. The, the whole ending of this show just feels like a manifestation of Ano's inability. Like he wants to tell a story about what he's going through, but he doesn't understand what he's going through. And rather than turning that into the story, he ends up trying to say something when I think someone literally gives him like an introductory to psych book. And uh, to my understanding, that like actually really helped him, which, hey, good for him. But it definitely did not help his the, the story that he was telling because he f- seems to feel equipped to answer some of the questions he's been asking. Except the only, whenever he does seem to say something, it sucks and he says the wrong thing. Also, I'm just gonna say that it feels like the fact that Shinji's such a like bad character. It feels like all the other characters were stinted because of Shinji. They couldn't blossom to be good characters because Shinji couldn't. Right. They had to always come back and serve Shinji's purpose. Yep, exactly. Rather than evolve into their own character. I mean, dude, Ritsuko really gets shafted. Holy shit. Um, oh my gosh, dude. The fact that the ending thing about Ritsuko is like, what the fuck? It makes no goddamn sense why she did that. But anyway, my point is, the reason I <laughs> have so much negativity towards Eva instead of like, if this were a show that I thought was on, I thought was like unilaterally bad, um, had less potential, didn't have like characters that I was genuinely compelled by, I would just make a wet fart noise and move on, right? But (laughs) the fact that it squanders all this stuff makes me so angry. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. All I heard about Eve again is either you love it or you hate it. And I mean, I'm one of those people in the camp where I hate it, but goddamn... Isn't the story interesting? Or, what, like, the little board-building stuff is interesting. And their characters are interesting. But, like I said, the story is just not um, not there. So, it's not tie, tie them in li- nice little pretty bows. It, they just throw poop on it and say, here, you can have it now. No, I don't think they throw poop on it. I think they had a bow. Like, they, they were, they were going to try to tie the bow right. And then, all of a sudden, there's, like, 17 strings they had to tie off. And they're like, wait, fuck. Oh, see, I think they tied that bow, and then someone's like... Oh, do you? Yeah, that bow is well tied. It's just an ugly-ass bow. Is that because you watched the end of Eve again? Is that why no, you're saying that? No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Okay, then let's let's dump into that when we get to episode 25. Yeah, my, my, my whole point was, I guess, that, look, I'm this is going to come across probably very negative from all of us. I just want to curve a little bit of that negative energy. Try not to get <laughs> angry about this. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys, but Owens's point took like fucking 12 minutes. So, um, yeah, we're going to be well, we, I think we kind of covered how we in general feel about the series as well. And to be fair, I don't think I'm going to hate this. Uh, if anyone asks me for a recommendation on Evangelion, I would say that you're in for an interesting treat, and I didn't like the ending, but you might. As of right now, as of today. 
I think I agree where it would be a very qualified thing. I would it might be a you might like it. I'm just saying as in um as in all the animes we have watched so far, Evangelion is number ten and we haven't covered ten episodes yet. <laughs> I mean ten animes, so <laughs> that's how I feel it right now. <laughs> Joke's on you. We're gonna we're gonna watch about fifty animes, and now you're stuck with Evangelion as number ten. Hey, <laughs> yeah, rankings can't move. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Evangelion is a good is a good anime, eh. but it does not. Was it touchdown? And that's not right. What's the gym, gymnastics do? Stick to landing. Yeah, it doesn't stick to landing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll go into the episodes. Um, I'm probably. I took way too many notes before I realized that I didn't have to. So it looks like I have a lot here. So I'm just going to kind of start trucking. I'm going to tell you right now. So um, what's it called? Uh, episode 25 and episode 26, the notes fit on one page because that's how much I was lost. Yeah, I, w- I was like writing those literally like line for line for a bit. All right. Episode 22, at least what? Oh, at least be human or don't be. <laughs> Written by Hiroshi Yamaguchi, co-written, sorry. Uh, The only episode, I believe, with no intro. Mild content warning for sexual assault and uh, suicidal ideation. We cold open on Asuka and Kaji on a ship. Oh, boy. Kaji's about to, or Asuka's about to ship off to Japan. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work with Masato. She was here before you. I don't like her. She's always putting up a front, which, come on, Asuka, you all are. Um, and then she kind of unsuccessfully tries to seduce him, or I guess, to be fair, she gets on top of him and rips the top couple buttons of her shirt, so, of her shirt open. She literally throws herself on him. And he goes like, you're still a child, to which she gets upset and is like yelling that I'm an adult, look at me. So we cut right into Asuka's uh, flashback, which the big, uh, well, two big takeaways from this are um, her mom volunteered for some kind of experiment, uh, probably related to the Evas, and has a complete mental break. And now she has this doll that she thinks is Asuka. And throughout Anything to do with this flashback, we're gonna get the refrain from Asuka of like, I'm not a doll, uh, don't stop being my mom, stuff like that, which we can <laughs> take to mean a couple different things. Whether Asuka is yelling at her mom to say, like, hey, that doll is not your daughter, I am the human over here, or if she's saying about herself, like, I'm not a doll. If the Asuka's mom thinking that the doll is Asuka is then being projected onto the human Asuka, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it may. Well, did you? Sorry, I was phasing out when you were doing that, but <laughs> did you talk about uh, die with me or whatever that the mom says? No, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but we can if you, you, if you want to take that. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll take it in the fact that that was fucked up. Yes, very much so. Um, I still. I'm, okay, when I say I don't like Asuka, I don't like her screen time. It's not that I hate her as a character. It's just that she's always yelling at Shinji. And, like, she's supposed to be this super smart college graduate. And even at times, she's extremely mature and, emotion- and emotionally stable. And then she just has this, like, so, like bipolar swing to, like, like, no one loves me. And I, like, and I get that. But, like, it's just, it's hard for, it's hard for me to relate because if you're smart enough to like get that some of the time, I feel like 
I know she's 14, but I don't know. It maybe I just I can't relate to her character at all, and that's why I'm not a huge fan of her character. Because it seems like if you're smart enough some of the time to be emotionally mature, like you would have by now worked through some of your shit, kind of. Like at least know why you're that way. And she seems like she does. And maybe that's the end, but the, then the question comes in of, well, is Asuka really like that smart? I mean, we kind of get the, I, I think, I don't remember when in these episodes, uh, we kind of get the flip side impression, I think, of Asuka's not the prodigal, the prodigal one. Asuka is the hardworking one. And that, that, <laughs> that's a theme that's going to come up in anime a billion times, by the way, the hard work versus natural talent. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and Asuka is the one who, everything she does, she puts in so much effort and tries so hard, and that's why she's good, but no one seems to care. Like, And then Shinji and Rei come along, and they don't do anything but mope around all day and do perform worse than her at stuff or don't seem to really do anything, and everyone praises and gives attention to them. So... She feels like she's trying so hard to have value, and no one cares about anything that she does. Maybe for Ray, for sure, but I don't know if Shinji gets that much praise. He, dude, he does. There was a whole episode about it. Pro- yeah, you're right, and she probably sees that. But the only praise that Shinji cares about is his dad, right? Which that doesn't matter. But everyone's saying like, "Hey, good, sh- good job, Shinji," and no one is given the time of day to Asuka. That's that's probably that's fair. Um, but to your point about the the suicide that ties back into, I think the doll thing of there's like a chance here. I don't know that it's what happened, but there's a chance Asuka like narrowly escaped being murdered by her mother because we do get the refrain of, you know, Hey, uh, don't kill me from Asuka. Her mother saying, die with me. Uh, we, we do get shots of the doll with its head ripped off. We get shots later on where the doll has blood on it. And we're wondering, and it's, it could show the fact that it might've been Asuka. Oh, is that what you guys got from that? I mean, I think as it get, I think it's in the later episodes where I think it becomes a little more that like, oh, I think her mother probably tried to kill her. See, I thought I kind of got the impression that like she was talking to the doll and just ripped the doll's head off and then killed herself. I think so too, but then why do we get Asuka screaming like don't kill me? Because she at that age was literally assuming that that she was the doll kind of thing. But we're also shown later that um Asuka discovered her mother, right? Yeah. Like she didn't know Hanging, 100%. Yeah. So the the way I I mean I don't know if it's which I think is a huge fucking story loophole. If she was in an insane asylum and then all of a sudden she like has she's in a house now and just hangs herself. I mean, people get released from those things all the time, dude. I guess, but I'd rather you fucking tell me, not show me. Oh no, th- this show tells you about everything be- besides showing you. So, well, like, kind of show me the like. I don't know. I, I get that they only had twenty something minutes, but if you're gonna do something like that, where I have to grasp at straws that much, then you should show me a little bit more. And sorry, yeah, more show, less tell is what I meant. It, it um, it's, it didn't bother me at all. Show yeah, me the progression of her mother getting slightly better and then committing suicide. Well, I don't think there's any implication that she did get slightly better. So they just let her out for funsies? Hey, healthcare systems are fucked in a lot of places. I guess, man, but that's I think that's a stretch. Especially if we were to assume that she's part of the EVA project. Oh, then they definitely don't care. I don't know, but their healthcare's pretty good in there. 
Oh yeah, their healthcare These is fantastic. These kids keep getting blown up, and they're fine the next day. Well, there's a reason why that happens for Ray. What's the point of patching up Way when you can make another Way appearance? Uh, that's the only one with a soul. They uh, said. Okay. And the other thing that happens in this flashback is Asuka's dad is just hooking up with the doctor, like right there, while her mother is institutionalized. I did not see that at all, but I guess you right. You just hear it. Okay. Yeah, that. Okay, so is that confirmed that that's Asuka's dad? Yes. How I missed. Uh, I think that, well, for one, they call him Langley. Oh, okay. So that's just a subtlety that I missed. Okay, okay. yeah, because I was gonna ask, like, why do we hear the doctors narrating like the whole fucking <laughs> in the background? Well, I, at least she was moaning. I don't know. I'm assuming at that moment it was fingers, but oh my god, we did not need to get into that. Well, I mean, <laughs> grasping at straws. So let's let's do all of it. <laughs> uh, I I do have a note though. Uh, child Oscar is adorable. She is adorable. She's not creepy like Ray is. <laughs> Back in present day, Asuka's sink rate is dropping. Um, Again, they don't describe what the fuck the sink rates mean or anything like that. And guess what? I don't get to knowing what any of this means because they don't talk about it in the last few episodes. I think the sink rate is just like your ability to pilot your Eva, basically. Yeah, I'm not too hung up on that because there's, there's even like non-anime shows that just put arbitrary numbers just so you can follow up, you know? Just so they can show other pilots and like you can judge based on, okay, so you know, if that sync rate's good, then she's obviously falling off. Or if hers is better, that means, oh, she's been working hard at it. If Shinji's better, oh, he's naturally more talented just to enforce that. But they just give arbitrary numbers to it. It doesn't really mean much except to progress the story quickly. Yeah, it's just a quantification of, a, of ability, basically. If that's the only science thing that you're you're having trouble with, then more power to you on this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> we learned that they are building units around the world up to 13. Uh, we have Asuka seeing Shinji and Rei on a train platform. Oh, also, uh, just yeah. to throw onto that, uh, without Nerf's permission. Okay, sure. I only mention that because uh, I just picked that up because I feel like that should, like, I, I understand there's a lot of, I think I missed a lot of subtleties in these, and I think that one would have helped me if I was watching through as well, is that there's actually a disconnect, more of a disconnect between Nerve and... You know, you can, you kind of start to yeah, you kind of well, as you're chiseling out the wall to see like who's behind it. You know, yeah, you're starting to see like okay, you, yeah, you can tell like it's it's probably them two against each other, but it's just like I said when they say against permission, so you know like Sile is doing something that Nerve said no to or something like that. Well, no, no, so the way I took it, and this is before end, um, Nerve is basically a, a like a subsidiary. They work under. Zele, Sele, whatever, and are allowed to operate because of them, while uh, Sele actually has the power and like the government influence, and Gendo has basically gone rogue. Yeah, I know he's gone rogue. I thought he went rogue from Sele. Right. Okay, so my thing is, then why did they mention the UN earlier in the series? Um. Yeah, the, I forgot about the UN, huh? <laughs> oh, look, another fucking loose end bow that needs to be tied off. I'm just kidding, but that kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I guess the UN does kind of drop off and is more or less replaced by Sele. I mean, they could have just used UN the whole time, and I would have been more like, oh, okay, just a rogue UN or nerves rogue and whatever, everyone's rogue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. But yeah, on the train platform, Asuka she sees Shinji and Rei just like existing near each other, and she gets mad about that. We get to their apartment where they're having an extremely tense dinner. Uh, Masato, I think, is just 
calmly throwing back a beer and the other two are just sitting there eating, not talking. Pen Pen is like, this is too much for me. I'm out. Oh, that checks um, out. What's it called? Asuka does not know um, Kanji Kenji died. Kaji, yes. yes. Kaji, yeah. She does not know because the phone rings. And Masato's like, hey, can someone get that? And Asuka's like, why? It's probably just Kaji calling for you. And Masato's like, you got no idea, kid. That's not going to happen. And also at the train station, that was the cut too, was Asuka trying to call Kaji. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Shinji answers, and it's Asuka's mom, uh, her stepmom, who later, I think we learned, is actually that doctor from the flashback. Oh, I did not know that. It's funny. I put down the note, uh, Mitsuko, ever since uh, Asuka was talking to her mom, I'm like, mom's not dead. Even mom theory is dead in water. <laughs> no, she's. I think she says it's her stepmom in the scene, but um, I did not see stepmom, but yeah, yeah, she was like, it's, she's not my. Like, she basically said she's not my biological mom, but she's still my mother. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. She's like, I don't or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually do really love this scene. I kind of did too because so Shinji gives Asuka the phone and then she turns around and starts talking in German to her stepmom and. All we see is Shinji's perspective and Asuka's back. We don't get to see her face at all. We don't... Ostensibly, they probably assume that 99.9% of the audience does not understand what Asuka's saying. So all we get is her chipper tone, her totally neutral body language. And our, we, I would expect to have the same reaction as Shinji of, oh, wow, she seems like a totally different person. And that also plays into the constant fucking theme of them, like, every person is difference like inside of you kind of shit yeah yeah oh boy we're gonna talk about that theme i bet oh yeah uh but this is just another like hey just in case you haven't gotten it yet we're gonna hammer it in because get ready yeah the the phone asuka gets off the phone shinji says something like oh you have a family must be nice uh which shinji fucking read the room my guy once just once <laughs> <laughs> like understand another person once but Shinji's the only depressed one, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Everything's about Shinji, special boy Shinji. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says special boy Shinji. <laughs> um, to which Asuka replies, like, kind of just sad sounding. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, she's my stepmom, and that wasn't like a real conversation. It was just pleasantries, like... She's my mom, but it's kind of whatever. We're not, I don't really consider us to be like really family or whatever. Like basically saying that they don't have like a strong connection. They're just nice to each other because they're, they have to be or are supposed to be. And then she gets pissed off. Like, why am I telling you this? And storms <laughs> I off. love that part. I do like that part. Which then Shinji's like, man, I wish I had a stepmom I didn't like who would call me on <laughs> the phone. Which again, like he's a depressed 14 year old and. I get that he has the emotional intelligence of, like, a rock. <laughs> but ugh, it's just frustrating sometimes. Then we get Asuka's, like, bathroom breakdown. She has this whole thing of, like, she doesn't want to use the same stuff, including, like, the same bath water that uh, Shinji and Masato use. Um, Which, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Uh, I'm right there. I don't want to use anyone's bath water. Thank you. Facts. 
But I think it's more probably meant to... I mean, maybe that's a thing they do in Japan. I don't know. Well, I think it was just to scale it because it did get weirder. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't want to use the bathwater. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I don't want to use the same towel. And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, I don't want to use the same toilet. And I was like, well, hold on a second. All I put down is um, Asuka's just jelly of everybody. I think kind of, yeah. Uh, you think it's jealousy? I, I think so, because a lot of the stuff she mentions are things that have like a physically intimate connection to people. Like they they get up on everywhere. They get on people's, they're all connected to people's bits in a way, you know? And so, and Asuka has these really repressed romantic and potentially sexual feelings towards Shinji and she sees Masato as a sexual rival. Yeah, we go, we go to the tests. Um, Asuka's doing even worse and Masato blows it off as like, oh, like, give Asuka, like, chill. She's on her period, which I think we do learn is actually true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that scene or this scene because Asuka's like, why do I have to go through this just because I'm a girl? I don't want children anyway, which... Brings us back to Ano's whole motherhood thing, which I totally get. Asuka not wanting children, considering her <laughs> experience with her mother. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and those frustrations just bubbling to the top. Uh, oh yeah, at the end of the bathroom scene, we do get her yelling that she hates everyone, which is going to come back more. <laughs> also, um, periods don't change sync rates. Very important um, thing we need to know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think th- that was probably included for us to understand that like yeah they know that like Ritsuko knows that Masato probably also knows that I think this I think Ritsuko even says like you know that like why are you telling me I'm that just saying this you guys mean anything. some wood building okay come on you don't have to fucking bite my neck out of it it's just some nice little wood building and then Masato and Ritsuko spar a little bit more with Masato or Ritsuko being like hey it's you're you're being lonely Masato and she's like, at least I ain't a cat lady. That was yeah, funny. fuck yeah, I didn't know Whisker was a cat lady. I thought she liked cats. At least I don't replace cats with humans or something, like, or substituting cats for humans. Did you guys yeah. think Whisker was a cat lady? A hundred percent. It makes it makes so much sense. Okay. Uh, she has uh, that cat mug. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. She could have a couple cats. Well, now it does. Back in um, I don't remember the episode number, but with her uh, Masato and Kaji at the bar, and Kaji gives her that coin. He's like, "Hey, this is a cat, so I thought of you." You must really like cats. I didn't think she was a cat lady. Which don't throw shade, Masato. You're trying to replace humans with pen pen. Facts. We get another scene, which I can't believe this was allowed to air in 1996 or 1995. This could be the director's cut. Uh, nope. This I checked. This scene Ooh. is in the original airing. Um, and great. I love this scene. Uh, we get the Ray and Asuka in the elevator, silent for a good probably like, what, 30, 40 seconds? I don't know, yeah. but it was a long silence, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I was a big the fan only of thing the long we get silence. is Asuka, like, she makes one gesture. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a cough or like a, a repressed sneeze or her going, or like a small, like, hmph. Or what? And then fucking uh, Wei had to ruin it. She had to ruin the silence. Uh, yeah, she basically says, hey, if you don't open your heart to the Evas, you're never, like, this isn't going to work. Which, she's not wrong, but <laughs> this causes Asuka to go off again completely. I, I don't understand. Okay, so so you're saying that if Asuka doesn't open her heart, the effect that the Eva won't work? Was her heart open to begin with in the very beginning of the show? 
Um, I think it was, and I all, but I also don't think she knew. In the beginning of the show, she wanted to pilot the Eva, right? And we didn't know what they were, but as time has gone on, like Asuka's mental state has deteriorated. Um, her stuff with her mother is starting to bubble to the surface again, which Eva's his mom's. So that makes it problematic to sync with it. Oh, so Eva's is mom? My theory is not blown out of the water? No, Eva's his mom's, dude. Okay. I, I was just saying, dude, I didn't watch the end of Evangelion, so I don't know about the whole thing. No, that's in this. That's that, in this. Dude. Oh, really? Yeah, I got that. Oh my gosh, okay. I, this show is not for me, you guys. This show is literally not for me. <laughs> There's a scene when Gendo's like talking to Eva 1. She's like, something, 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 Yui. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like he addresses the Eva as Yui. Yeah, I didn't know if Asuka's fucking Eva was Asuka's mom. I just, at this point, assume that all Evas are moms. Okay, Eva's mom. Except for Zero Zero, I think. Yeah, Zero Zero is not one. Which would also go to explain why none of the Eva candidates are shown to have mothers. So, is it proven? Have we? Do we know that like all Evas are moms? I mean, we don't. We only see a few of them. Well, like, okay. Well, is it confirmed that like who the fuck is Ray's Eva? No, Ray's Eva is like the prototype. They yeah. they was making it at the very beginning. You saw that in the flashback. So Eva one is the actual human Eva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eva two, we're not sure about. So I think Eva two is. I think Eva one and Eva two are the same. Eva one is infused with Yui, and do you get that from the end or is that from here? Because I did not get that yet. Everything he says today is going to be getting from the uh, from here. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay, I'm just saying. End. If I say something that I believe to be from End, I will qualify it. But I'm okay. pro- gonna try and avoid it. Yeah. So Evil One is pretty explicitly Yui. Yeah, that one I got, but I I haven't. I mean, and based on that, I was kind of like, I didn't know about Eva Zero, and we haven't gotten a whole lot of like connections between two yet. No, and Asuka. I I just think that we can kind of infer. But I I'll give you all the infer on that one because like that's a pretty big thing. But we just haven't seen that one freak out yet, you know. Yeah. What what's what's Eva three? Eva three, I you know, probably Toji's mom. And why couldn't you not control Oh never mind, that was a fucking angel on it. Yeah. Never mind, that's stupid. That was And also person. like we don't know her circumstances. I think the reason Eva O one works so well is because this is what Yui wanted. She wanted to be in the Eva. Uh did we? Yeah, she she she's doing it for Shinji. So she wanted to be in the Eva, which is why O one works, and O two just like killed herself. We don't know like her circumstances, her involvement with the Eva with the Eva program. Yeah, the, so Asuka freaks out again in the elevator, uh, yells at Ray, like at least I'm not a doll, I'm not a puppet. If Gendo told you to die, would you? And to no, which she goes, "Yeah, kill yourself." Yeah, that was specifically. Fucking love that. I I loved the fact the way is um, I call it. She said, "I bet you'd kill yourself if Commander Akari asked you to." And she said, "I would." Also, is is doll an insult that I'm supposed to know of? I know what it means to weigh, but is it an actual insult or is he just making up the insult right there? Now we have the context of her being replaced by a doll, by her mother. Being called a doll is probably significantly more of an insult in Asuka's mind than most people. But it, the, in, also in the context here, she's she also calls her a puppet. And she's basically saying, oh, you're just a lifeless Plaything for Nerve yeah. and for Gendo, but doesn't um doesn't Wei react to the fact that she calls her a doll? Doesn't she say don't call me a doll or something like that? Uh, if she does, I don't remember. Okay, I don't think so because I mean a second later, Asuka literally slaps Ray. Yeah, I think that was just all an Asuka scene. Okay, well I mean and of course Ray, but 
I don't. I think Oscar. I think that was that was for us to see Oscar because this whole beginning scene is just her like losing her shit, losing her uh, uh, sink rate, losing like her backstory with her mother, losing her mother, and all this. This is all Oscar. All I was just wondering is I was wondering if doll is an insult insult in Japan. Not that I'm aware of. Because I'm I'm remembering there's this other anime I watched. It's called Darker Than Black, and they. They pronounce um, some type of people as dolls, and I don't know if it's like I said. I don't know if it's an insult or not. That's all I want to say. We get to Asuka in front of O2. Oh, an angel's coming, guys! Okay, so the last angel attack was thirty days ago in some chains. Because we don't know how long it's been, but we know since fucking Shinji has been down for thirty min- for thirty days. Why is the angel not attacking Suno? They had a month and some chains. I've got a theory on that. I think if we had just watched this episode and talked about it, I'd be right there with you like, yeah, that's fucking no fucking sense. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, they're after 01. Really, I would think the same thing, I think. But we found out later that Seal has kind of an ability to send angels. Mm-hmm. That's what I read as well, that they are dictating Zilla, the angel attacks. What? 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 Is that what that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, let's discuss it in that episode. Okay. Right, so you think it's sealed that one that's creating all these fucking things? Or not necessarily creating, but they're ushering in the attacks in some way. I don't know, but they yeah. have the ability to send them. Or they had an ability to send at least one. Yeah, the last angel, supposedly. So, I mean, and that's at the very end, so, I mean, we'll see. I just I would keep an open mind about that one. I'm just saying, if Seal was in charge of it, why wouldn't they send it sooner? Because Shinji was at a commission... And supposedly, Shinji got stronger. Quotation marks, we got, I don't know why the fuck his second drive is such a big deal when Shinji has not gotten any stronger, but... We'll talk more when we get to that episode. Maybe fucking End of Evie Gullen makes more sense of that, why he's stronger than everybody else. He was hoping. Well, he has a better I think it's just natural talent. Yeah, it is, because his mom wants to be... His mom is 01, and she wanted to be. I think that's the big thing. Like, she is adding her own drive to Shinji. Okay, so you're saying that the fact he has a second drive makes him stronger, even though we don't see why he's stronger whatsoever yet. Oh, I don't think it's about Shinji, really. I think it's about Yui. Yeah, Yui wants this to go through. So Eva 1 is just natural. Like, Eva, it's it's about Eva. It's not about... It's, not, it's about the Eva 01, not Shinji piloting. Right, exactly. She just wants Shinji... Like, she fights better with Shinji when she's protecting Shinji, obviously. Okay, so if that's true, is the whole point of Shinji's life is to be utterly, like, defeated or, like, get desperately beat down in his entire life so he'd be able to fight this fucking Eva? Is that the whole point of his life is to get is to get beaten down? Like, is his life, the, the way I look at it is his life is so crappy, even though I think Asuka's life is ten times crappier. But Shinji's life is so bad, so his, um, so the Eva is, is uh... Is much stronger since he, I guess, connects with his mother with the Eva. Because, like, w- it makes no sense why Jindo would be so bad to Shinji if if Shinji's the fucking you, the key to this fucking whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that you're on to the right... I think you're on to a correct point. I think it's about something different, though. Okay. The, the way I look at it is, oh, let's make Shinji's life so fucking bad so he'd be able to rise on top of it and become so much stronger. Which is so bad. No, that's not it at all. Okay, so I don't um, think that's it with the Eva. I think it's purely like Yui wants the Yui wants this 
whatever they're doing to work so badly that sh- and and if Shinji's inside of her Eva, then she's not only fighting for what she wants, but she's also protecting her child, and that's why Eva One is so fucking strong. But I think the point that you made is correct in that I think Commander Ikari is making his life so shit. I, I maybe I don't know. This this is a hot take that I'm forming on the spot. So it makes his life so shit. Shinji's life so shit that uh, he would want to do the end goal more, which we find later is some weird shit about fusing everyone together. I will say, at no point do I think Gendo is a good character or well fleshed out. Um, this this stuff between Gendo and Shinji is briefly addressed in a scene in End of Eva that kind of explains it and answers what you guys are talking about, uh, but that's all I'll say. So Asuka is talking to her Eva. She's trying to kind of employ what Ray said. She's being nice, like, hey, we're going to work together, do a good job, or whatever. And then she's like, what am I doing? This is stupid. And then decisive battle starts playing or something. Alarms go off. The fifteenth angel, dun, dun. yeah, Ariel comes into orbit and just chills for a bit. Yeah, so this one's staying in space, and they're like, "Okay, Oscar, uh, you go out there and support Ray while she takes the shot." And Oscar is like, "No, fuck that, I'm doing this." Oh, we learn O one has been grounded. Shinji has been sent to his room and is not getting dinner. Also, Miss uh, <laughs> Saito said this is Asuka's last chance. This is fucking cold-blooded. Yeah, well, I mean, she's like, yeah. I, I mean, Asuka's been slipping. They're being attacked by an angel. Asuka's straight up disobeying orders, so Masato tells her, yeah, if you realize if you fuck this up, you're done. And Asuka, yeah, Asuka get, knows also. She internalized, like, this is my chance. If I screw this up, no one's ever going to trust me again. No one's ever going to believe in me again. This is your only shot, Asuka. I picked something out of this episode, or this part. They've been doing a throw-off this whole time. And uh, in that, like, they were talking, I, I, I believe it was still Masato. Because I feel like Ritsuko's always in the room when Masato, when Masato always says something like, I guess we'll begin working on her replacement ASAP. And they've been saying that this whole time, like, we've got to work on someone's replacements or, like, you know, being able to swap between Evas. They keep wanting to do that. Uh-huh. But uh, I feel like that's such a fucking throw-off. Oh, yeah. I want, yeah, because especially since we're... It seems like Ritsuko knows exactly how much she needs to for at the time. Well, and also, uh, I, Ritsuko's never like, I think she's always like nodding. Like, she never says, like, that's not going to work. She's always like, sure, whatever, Masato, because you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Masato's the one that's like not sure about, like, I, I don't think she has any idea about the mother stuff. No, she does not. She just knows that there's some weird shit in the basement. Uh huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I think that they, like, for all the throw-offs that I was kind of anticipating, that's the one that kind of, I, I wouldn't say got me, but, like, it it kept me from the truth longer than it would have, I believe, about all these mother stuff. Oh, this whole anime is all about mothers. It's fucking crazy. And fathers. Mm, only to Shinji. Everybody else is and all about Masato, the mom. And Masato, and Ritsuko, and Asuka. Yeah, this is all about parental relationships. I would say mothers just because we Chico's mom built the fucking three computer system that doesn't even fucking work. Well, let's not ignore Big Daddy in the room, Gendo. Uh, fucking Gendo is just a piece of shit po- human being. Who likes Masato to- hates her father. Ritsuko hates her mother. Asuka hates her dad, or has uh, probably a lot of resentment towards her dad. Yeah, resentment toward her dad. Hate, doesn't like her mom. There's just all kinds of shit going on. Yeah. And like, it, like I said, like 
boy, we are about to get into some fucking Freud. Oh my god, this this next scene just pisses me off to no fucking end. Yeah, so Asuka's waiting to take the shot with a big-ass sniper rifle. A light beam shoots out and Hallelujah starts playing. What's the purpose of that? Does anybody understand why the fact that Hallelujah is playing? I do not it's know. It's an angel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I suspect that we're missing a ton of like religious stuff that I just don't understand. And then we get, we get into a lot of the mind stuff we already talked about with Asuka. We, uh, we, we retread kind of her mom stuff, uh, the, the suicide, the die with me, all the doll stuff. Um, we get, I think this is the first time we actually get a shot of Asuka like opening the door and discovering her hanging mother. So fucking fucked up. My issue with this scene is why do they so explicitly turn this into a rape scene? For one, like the, the, the way she's reacting... But also, she literally says, stop raping my mind. She says, I feel defiled and dirty. It like calls out for Kaji for help. I don't understand what purpose turning this scene into that instead of just like the mental contamination, which is pretty fucking traumatic as it is. Because rape is so traumatic anyways. I mean, someone's, um, what's called? The whole like rape thing is like so bad for the human psyche. And this, this fucking angel is destroying Asuka's human psyche. So bad. I completely like sympathize with Asuka in this. Like the angel's basically fucking raping hole. This could be a sub versus dub thing, but I didn't hear a single word of rape. In the sub, she literally says, rape. Stop raping my mind. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and then again, like I said, dude, she uses all the other language she uses, like I I I I got I was defiled, she says multiple times. Like, I feel dirty. Like, there's this thing of, like, oh, Asuka has now lost her purity in her own eyes. And to... Okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she does mention, like, being dirty and stuff like that. I understand, like, the trauma. I think it's a cheap parallel that adds nothing to the scene. Except to try and invoke it for a reason I can't figure out. Other than, like, a a guy going, what's the worst thing you can do to a woman? Let's do that. Uh, I mean, I just think it's a social context of how bad this fucking angel is doing to Asuka. That's all. I think it works just as well with just like the mind, like your mind being invaded. But I mean, we see Shinji mind getting raped all the time, but we don't, it's not like as bad as Asuka. But it doesn't, the show doesn't go there though. Yeah, they don't ever say, like Shinji never afterwards says, I feel dirty. I'm just saying, isn't Shinji's mind like really bad compared to Asuka? But the fact that we have this scene right here basically says that, like, um, what's it called? It shows us context of why, how bad Asuka is compared to Shinji, because Shinji's is really bad, but we don't think it as bad as Asuka in this scene right now. I think I think it's a hard comparison because Shinji thinks that his world is terrible when it's not that bad, and Asuka's world is actually that bad, and she doesn't seem well. And you know what I mean? It's all it's all in Shinji's head. That's that's just as bad though, Anthony. That's not like that's not any better. I think pre- uh, not pretending, but imagining your thing, you're you're more alone than you actually are, is worse than actually being worse off. Well, yeah, but if your mind thinks of it like that, then how are you going to get yourself out of it? Uh, I mean, uh, the answer is psychiatry. <laughs> get help. Exactly. It's weird because no one is fucking um so knows anything about psychology or anything like that. There's no psychologist on fucking hand. It should be for every one of these fucking adults and children alike. But they're fucking awful people. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah, saying. You're not wrong. They, the healthcare's bad. <laughs> also, we're in Japan. Japan, I think they have free healthcare. 
So, I, I mean, dude, for as bad as like mental health stuff is in the U.S., especially think back to like the '90s and early aughts, it's worse in Japan in, in okay. terms of like stigmas and actual care for mental health. Re- regardless of like if the like technical support systems are there, if you can go out and see a therapist for free or whatever, it's the the social uh, aspects around it are bad. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't. I never. I never grew up in Japan, so I wouldn't know. So what I'm trying to say though is, Cindy's mind is bad or just as bad as Oscar's. But we've seen from this right here that Oscar's is really fucking bad. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Oscar's fucked up. It gives us more depth in in this scene. What's what's wrong with Oscar's mind and all the fucking Cindy scenes put together? Even though Cindy's. Shinji's uh, mind is really fucked up too. All right, uh, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, because we're in circles right now. So in the sub versus dub, um, I got a little pup set. They said, uh, you know, when she's getting blasted, they're like, it's psychological warfare. <laughs> and then someone quote like, or someone says, well, how does an angel know what's in the human heart? And I'm not a doctor, but psychology's in the head. So was that a bad translation or bad writing? <laughs> Um, well, okay, so heart and mind are often, like, linked. Um, so your mind has your mental desires, but your heart holds your true desires and true feelings, if that makes sense. Um, in terms Which, of, like... That's not true scientifically. Yeah, in terms of anime, yeah, it makes sense. But in terms of fiction, people often refer to your desires come from your heart. Like, that, that's not an anime thing. That's in fucking everything, dude. No, I mean, come on, Anthony. There's so many times you're like, why the fuck did I do that? And it's not because it came from your fucking mind. It came from your fucking heart. Well, that's when that happens, that I usually think it came from my subconscious. Which is your fucking heart. It okay, why don't like... you push your glasses up and go play with your calculator or whatever. <laughs> and two, also what you're saying, I think, I, I want to say Ritsuko says something along the lines of, they're tr- are they trying to understand the human mind? The human mind. Like, is this probing Asuka for some sort of understanding of humanity? Because they don't actually know what the angel is doing. Um, Ray takes a shot. It doesn't work. Um, I forget what she's exactly saying, but it's it's a loop of her saying, like saying, oh, is this asking effectively about Asuka's identity and it cycles through the other women characters in the show saying it with Asuka's body, their voice. So I think we hear Rei, Masato, and Ritsuko at least. And each time they say the exact same thing and Asuka replies with, that's not what I am or that's not who I am. And then at the end of that, we get to the train tracks and Asuka is, I think, I want to say she's like trying to, she's like hanging on to Kaji or something, or with Kaji, and he breaks away. A bunch of robed figures start to push through Asuka. She gets, she starts drowning in them basically, and they all turn into this weird red swirly thing. And she falls into her mantra basically of nobody helps me or holds me, nobody looks at me, her whole thing of no one gives me any attention. Um, we get Asuka at the playground where a young Ray uh, reaches out to Asuka. Oh, this is, so at the end of this is where we get all the weird rape stuff, but we can jump past that. Uh, back in the real world. Thank you. We get 
Gendo goes to Ray. Hey, uh, go grab the spear of Longinus. Yeah, let's, let's just jump into let's, it. Let's go but, get no, that. No, before that, before that. Okay, so so Oscar is is um is under this attack, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, it's a good way to stop this attack. Escape pods. I. Hmm. Why the fuck is no one using an escape pod? You know, you got me. You got me there. They guy. probably died in it. Or they probably tried and it didn't work again. <laughs> they literally addressed it every other fucking time, and they did not do it this time. He's right. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? At least tell me the escape pod's not working. Like I understand the fact that this fucking world does not believe in escape pods because goddamn, this world does not believe in escape pods. Because Gendo's got a better plan. Uh, so Ray goes to get the spear. Masato figures out that. Oh, hey. There's more I don't know, turns out. They're still full of shit here. How did she specifically figure that out? I honestly don't remember. Oh, 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 because um, they, they, or at this point she believes that. Oh, the angel, Eva. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah the Eva's going into uh, talk, contact with Adam. Which she knows. Caused the second impact. Right. And then, yeah, so she went down and then nothing happened. And she was like, what the fuck? And yeah. she's like, because yeah. it's supposed to cause third impact. And right. she's like, oh, yeah. they lied to me. That's that's how she got it, yeah. Also, a very important scene is, um, what's called, whenever Ray takes out the spill of um, the Elward, I guess it takes away the restraints of the fucking um, guy that's Something on this. happened. Yeah, he he gets a full body. Which doesn't mean anything because they don't fucking show what happens afterwards, but... Well, it's, it's still stuck. It just has legs now. So I guess the spear is some... I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Ray comes back up. She <laughs> yeets that spear into space at the... God, it looks so cool. Which fucking good throw, Ray. I love the spear. No <laughs> kidding. What if she missed? I, I think it was like still part of the aiming system where she probably couldn't because calculation. Maybe. Because calculations. They're an awesome scene. I yeah, just love the spear. We get the space shot of the spear coming out with the with the Eva's roar. We get then we get the um, the spear just floating around in space, which I don't remember if it's this episode or later where Gendo's like, "That was my plan. We needed the spear out of the way." I'm so yeah mad somewhere at this fucking spear shit. So the spear is is uh opening fucking the moon. We can build fucking Evas, but we can't go to the fucking moon. Uh, allegedly. Also, if they were to just go to the moon, it would take a long time. <laughs> you don't just go to the moon like you're hopping over to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> the final thing in this episode is Shinji's like, hey, Asuka, are you okay? Which, again, Shinji, my man. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> and she's like, no, obviously. I'm not okay. What are you talking about? And that is basically the end of the episode. Anyone else have anything else in 22? Oh, I got I got one. So you know what you would make you know what would make Oscar feel better? A family? No, if they use the fucking escape pod. Okay, let's go on to episode twenty three. Uh not yet. I do want to mention this. Uh do you want me to go through the differences between the versions and the director's cut that we watched? Uh if you think there's anything interesting in there. Uh so differences that I think are kind of notable between the original version and director's cut, which if I'm not mistaken, we did watch the director's cut on this one. We did. Yes. So, so uh, for those of you who just watched the original version and are kind of confused about a couple things, uh, the opening credits are completely missing in the director's cut, uh, and they're replaced by Asuka's failed seduction scene on the aircraft carrier. So if you guys had no idea what we're talking about, that's where that came in. Let's see, the original scene of Asuka's mind becoming corrupted is limited to Asuka telling Ariel to stop making her remember the things she wanted to forget. So apparently the bathroom scene uh, is a director's cut scene. 
where she's telling everyone she hates everyone, including herself, which honestly is kind of, I think it's kind of important. Yeah, it's very important. But I mean, I guess it also is repetition, but I, I don't know. I'm not a director. Uh, and then a lot of the mind corruption scene is actually um, director's cut. Yep. So a lot of the, I think the rape stuff is director's cut. Because uh, there's even a scene, a black scene with the word sex written in it in bold white letters. That's so weird. Yeah, this show has a strange relationship with women. This is, I mean, fucking spoiler, whatever. Apparently Lilith's lower body regenerating mm-hmm. uh, after the removal of the spears is part of director's cut. And there's a few more. I mean, I'm sure you guys can check the wiki if you really want to know all the differences, but those are the ones I think are notable. All right. Uh, are we good to move to 23? Sure. Yeah. Episode 23, Tears, or Ray 3. Also co-written by Hiroshi Yamaguchi. I want to off the rip talk about the title real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Ray 3. That got me pretty good uh, reading that when it came up and then watching what happens in this episode because they have a Ray 2. And I was initially like, oh, it's the second backstory of Ray, which, I mean, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> and then Ray 3, there's a third backstory of Ray, which I also wasn't wrong. I think they did well on that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clever. <laughs> we open on Masato listening to Kaji's message, which, can we talk? Is this, this isn't Masato's room, right? Is, is this like Kaji's office? I don't know. Uh because for I'm not saying that like Masato can't be into skateboarding, but there's a skateboard and like a bunch of coffee cans, which Masato's always drinking beer, and Kaji is always drinking coffee. Uh, I don't really care. I just thought it was funny that there's a skateboard in there. Because doesn't it cut to Shinji waiting outside, not knowing how to help her? Yeah, it's Masato's room. I think she just has a skateboard. No, no, no. Room. You're thinking of a different uh, part. No, it's the same scene. It says on the literally on the wiki. It says the episode begins with the uh, Masato. And Ritsuko that or Kaji telling them today sorry, and then Shinji waits outside Masato's room with Pimpin, not knowing how to help her. Oh, okay. I didn't write that part down because I'm so fucking over Shinji. Uh she's also listening to an answer machine. The answer machine would not be in Kaji's. <laughs> she could she could check your messages from other places. Yeah, but we Nah, not ninety six, bro. Come on, get with the times. What? They yeah, can make can. Evas, but they they can't have virtual voicemail yet. There's a whole episode of Seinfeld about it. <laughs> We we get to Asuka, who is staying with Hikari, which, dude, my heart goes out to Hikari. I hope wherever she is, whether she's in everyone's heart or whatever, I hope she's doing okay. I do, too. I'm glad that Asuka got to vent. Yeah. And we learned that, you know, she's just been staying at Hikari's house, playing video games, not going to school, not going home, not going to Nerve, just, like, hanging wait, out. Wait a second. Yeah, what's up? I thought school was over. Well, didn't all the... People left? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. I thought yeah. we talked about it last week, but I might be completely wrong. No, because okay, Sakari's still there. Uh, You're right that uh, uh, those two fuckers left. Toji and Kensuke? Yeah. Uh, did they say Kensuke left? Um, no, I guess not. But Toji's in the hospital for the rest of the series. <laughs> uh, yeah, Toji's gone for the rest of the series. <laughs> Told you. Called it. <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah, and then Asuka's like, oh, can we go to bed? And she gets sad at Hikari, to which, again, Hikari, my girl, is like, I think you do whatever you want, Asuka. You're doing a great job. Hikari just needs a hug. Yeah, and then Asuka starts to cry. Someone hug Asuka, please. Someone needs to do something. God damn. Not the greatest parents, like, role models to follow anywhere on this fucking show. If anyone in this show, like, if they all just got in a line and hugged each other, this entire show would be resolved. 
Yep. But the, said, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, we won't be able to finish the scenario. If there's a scenario where everyone Yeah, hugs. there's a scenario where everyone hugs each other. <laughs> <laughs> Even including Lilith and Adam, they just hug each other. Oh, no, we don't want that. That's bad. Oh, what does that oh, mean? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Lilith and Adam hugging is no good. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Ritsuko is on the phone with her grandma being like, hey, how's my cat doing? Oh, it died? Bummer. We forgot to talk about this one important scene. We'll come back to it. What? Okay. No, go ahead. That's all I have to say. I, don't have, I'm, I mean, dude, we, I could, if you want me to, I can dig in on every scene, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, uh, but he's kind of right because there's, uh, it's an interesting take. Um, I, I'm truly like, I watched the episode and then while we go through this, I do have the wiki up in case I forget something that you guys are talking about. I'm like, what the fuck? No. So, um, Jindo. The spear? Yeah. Yeah. Jindo tells Seal that they can't retrieve the spear, even though they can build Eva's. And uh, can't build Tokyo 3. That can't retrieve a fucking spear from space. Well, I think there's something more important than that. The spear is now heading for the moon. You guys know how important the moon is later. The black moon. I think this is the real moon, though. Oh, I thought that black moon was the real moon. Oh, I don't know nothing about that. I don't think so. I, yeah, I, I never got the implication that Earth didn't have a moon until stuff happened. What? Earth doesn't have a moon? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I, this is a scene that you would rewatch and be like, Oh, I wonder if that's an implication of something. Because, uh, or at least that's what I got reading it now. Because the spear is heading toward the moon, which uh, which we, uh, at this moment, are like, oh, that just means that it's out of reach of them at the current time. Yeah. And then later on, they're talking about Lilith and Adam. And I don't know how much you caught of it. And I know I'm skipping ahead, but this got to prove my point. Uh, Lilith was the white moon. Black Moon, I believe. Black Moon. Wait, really? I think so. Basically, there's two moons. Uh, I, well, to be fair, I don't think it necessarily means moons, like, literally. Okay. I think it's, like, the Black Moon in quotation marks. Um, I think it's more... Moon? For me to really talk more about this stuff, it'd be getting into some end stuff, I believe. Yeah. That, that, that's an interesting reading, though, because I, I didn't even think about that at all. Yeah, when they were talking about the um, pro- progenitor, and the the for those of you who are like me that have never heard this word before in their life, it's a person or thing from which a person, animal, or plant is descended or originates from. So essentially the ancestor or parent, the most easiest way to understand that. And it is explained that Lilin or Lilith is the progenitor, uh, progenitor of humans, and yes. Adam is the progenitor of the Evas, or at least the, at least the genetic basis of the Evas. Yes, I think, yeah, okay. And then Adam is the white moon. Okay, so Lilith is the black moon. Yes, but I don't. Uh, so if 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 it's just like um, you know, if they're just putting like white moon, black moon, then sure. But I I kind of took it as the black moon. Sure. But honestly, and then that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense though, because Lilith is black moon. I mean, on, honestly, like just think about that because I are watching end because it's not something I'd considered. So maybe there is something in there. Uh, I'll, t- I'll I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Um. I will. The only th- I, I'll say I don't really know anything about Lilith. I know she in like Shin Megami Tensei games and stuff I play, which pull heavily from folklore and mythology. Lilith is often represented, if not always represented, as a succubus. Um, but I believe the original incarnation of Lilith is from Hebrew mythology. Uh, as to what her role is in that. And if the succubus thing like is grounded in that, I have no idea. But just for the sake of giving some context to Lilith and the fact that we have Adam and it's not Eve, it's Lilith. I 
found a worth weird. consideration, I think. Gendo's with uh, Sele again. Some more bullshit happens there. The 16th Angel starts approaching Armasael. Dum, uh, dum. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to miss decisive battle. When that music kicks in, ugh. It, come, it comes down as this white ring of light, or a halo, if you will. Ray shows up to fight it. It disconnects and like worm-like burrows into Ray and O2. It, it's starting to like meld with her. Her Eva gets gross. Her body starts to get real gross, and like all these like oversized veins start protruding from everywhere. Asuka is unable to move, so she gets pulled back, and it's sad because she's trying her hardest. Wait a minute. So fucking Wade gets taken wherever it is. And fucking Jindo is like, send out Zero Two so you can play as Decoy. Mm-hmm. Fucking Oscar is trying to move Zero Two and realize the sync rate's all down to the single digits. Weren't they up to like 400 at one point? Shinji was at 400 and that's when he disappeared. Oh, that was 400% sync rate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, of the few things, like, uh, again, like these first three episodes, I, I didn't have much problems with. I was along for the ride and I enjoyed most of it. Uh, especially this part, because this was a, we talked about themes a lot in Cowboy Bebop, but we haven't touched a whole lot in this one, but I mean, they're just so like, they're so obvious in this one that I don't think you have to talk about themes that much, Mm -hmm. but I think this one was a fun one because Ray kind of felt the presence of the, uh, of something else inside the Eva when she was all, you know, veined up Mm -hmm. and then, uh, Armisail, am I pronouncing that right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, takes her form, right? And they talk. Yep, which we saw similar things happening to Shinji back in episode 16, yeah. I believe, with all the different uh, Shinjis, and we're kind of left to believe, is this the angel, is it actually interior, or is it the Eva? And so she indicates to... Re- or, uh, uh, sorry, and then uh, apparently Armisil shares like with Ray, like these emotions are loneliness. Yeah, she was like, Here, you're lonely, and I think even Armisil was like, I, I think I'm that too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, Ray starts crying, and that's one of the few times we see this clone Ray with emotions. Yeah, and this is—I uh, don't know if it's right now or oh no, that's way down. Okay, we'll wrap back to that. Okay, because in this, they also decide. Okay, Lancho won. Shinji does. Shinji goes and starts to fight Armasail. He stabs it. Well, while, well, well, before that though, so Jindo decides to send O one. Yep. What happened in the previous episode? Well, he needs. Well, for no. one, Ray's. I, I think this is just like a a desperation thing, right? That's what I got. Okay, so that's the point I'm trying to get across. Ray is like gonna die. Is what's gonna happen? Oh, I see what you're saying. And then Jindo sends fucking Shinji up to go help. Last episode, Asuka's getting raped like in the mind. Asuka's doing bad, like. It's it's almost as bad as death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you remember who saved him though? Technically, Gendo saved uh, Asuka. Gendo doesn't care about fucking Asuka. He went to the Angel Dead. If Asuka died, Asuka fucking died. That doesn't fucking matter. Well, what I'm saying is like Gendo was the one that was like, you know, we let's go throw the spear at it. Except he he that like we covered, he didn't want the spear around. So this was like a two birds one stone scenario for Gendo. Yeah. Um. And actually, to Monkey's point, Asuka has the same realization. Uh, when Shinji gets sent out, she's like, what the fuck? They didn't 
send Shinji out to help me. Yeah, which is super fucked up. Oh my gosh. It's so it's so messed up. You get no I, argument here that Gendo's a piece of shit. I feel for Asuka, dude. The fact that she goes in these downward spiral makes complete sense to me. It's so sad what they do to her. Jindo is such a fucking monster to all these fucking people who work under him. Dude, I feel bad for Asuka's character arc. Last episode yeets it into orbit like that spear, and it does not come back down. Yeah, so Shinji goes and stabs Armasail, but that's pretty ineffective, and it latches onto Shinji as well. We get some Akira body horror shit. This is when Shinji's fucking Eva is upgraded. It's fucking second drive Eva doesn't do shit against this fucking angel. What's the point of the second drive, you guys? I honestly okay, you can don't go on. even know what you're talking about with second drive, so. I don't know either. You remember when the fucking angel was eating the... Oh, sure, but we don't know if that actually did anything. I don't think that was like a... Oh, uh, I don't think it was upgrading. What What was the whole point of Jindo not sending Shinji? It's because Shinji got upgraded. No. Oh, no. He didn't what, send Shinji because I'm pretty sure they explicitly say like, oh, we can't send Shinji out there because he's also mentally fucked and we can't risk him. No, he got upgraded. That's the whole point. They don't. They don't want him to go out of control. I disagree. Because his fucking Eva, um, what's called, lost his restraints at the end of um, the last battle. Well, they put him back. That doesn't matter. If 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 they can lose the restraints, they can lose the restraints, Anthony. Well, I think we're kind of arguing this in the in the same point because I I think the reason they kept him in is just because they don't want to lose Unit One. I don't think it was anything to do with like it being stronger now. Okay, that's the way I looked at it. I thought the fact that they they didn't want to send out Unit One because it was a lot stronger. So he just has a better chance of rampaging more or something like that. Of like not taking orders from Shinji. Because don't you remember at the end of um, those episodes? They're like, oh, we can't control um, the Evas like we humans can't control Evas. Am I the only one that saw that? You might be right, but I didn't get this read on it powering up at all. I think that when they, I thought that what they meant, they said specifically was we never could control the Evas. Right. Yeah, so the but the Evas start getting their weird, like, bloated, gross bodies and tendrils and appendages and stuff uh, as the angel is basically, like, through Rey, like, oh, become one with Shinji. Um, Unit Zero goes through the fastest pregnancy that has ever happened. And I think the, her core ends up collapsing, and we see like a quick angelic version of Ray with a halo before uh, Unit Zero self-destructs. Then we cut to Nerve looking around like through the wreckage trying to find something. Ritsuko comes across the plug and immediately, hey, this is top secret. Uh, I was just going to say, I love the fact that Ray sacrificed herself. I love Ray. I love characters that's willing to go the fucking distance. We get a, another Sele meeting. Like, ah, we need someone else, I guess. Oh, well, I, something I want to say. Explosion actually did something this time. Explosion did something <laughs> this time. <laughs> Shinji is sad. Uh, Masato goes to try and comfort him. She tries to touch his hand, and he flips out and pulls away and basically yells at her to leave him alone. Um, then she goes out wondering, like, oh, is Shinji afraid of women? And then sees Pen Pen and <laughs> beckons him. He's like, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I'm the lonely one. I just need 
someone to give me affection. Anyone will do, even Pen Pen. Oh, that's sad. Fuyutsuki uh, is talking with Gendo about, I can't remember if it's Ray or the Evas, but he says that this is a product of my despair and a vessel for your hopes. And we get new Ray. We get we see Ray again, which I literally wrote new Ray, so I don't think it's a a reveal. Uh, I put down on clone Ray, uh, hold water. Yes, and, and we see the pills again, which we keep getting that shot of the water and the pills, and we now understand that that's because she was raised in a room that looks exactly like her apartment. So they're trying to keep some sort of like mental link there, I think, to keep her in a certain mental state. This is how I read it, and then Ray. Uh, picks up Gendo's glasses and starts to cry again and is like, these are tears, which I feel like, or I know I should not have seen before, but I feel like I have. Yeah, but you forgot to talk about the, the fact that she cried before she uh, self-destructed herself. Yeah, right. I, I skipped past that because, yeah, I, I skipped past it because I misread my notes, which we circle back into that when she does start crying. She kind of has a realization like, oh shit, I'm crying. I've never done this before. Um, yeah. But you had something to say about this, Anthony? So I really enjoyed this because she says, I am the third. Uh-huh. Oh, yep. Yeah, I think I did skip that scene. Well, no, that's that's right here. I think it's right in this area. Is Masato, after she, like, after, you know, Masato receives the news that Ray is alive, Shinji meets up with her, and uh, she doesn't remember that she's self-destructed to save Shinji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, I think I am the third. Which yeah. still leads me to believe that the first Ray that we saw with uh, Ritsudo's mom is actually dead too. Yes, I agree to an extent, and we'll get to that at the end of this episode. Excuse me, we'll get to it right now. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, Shinji is like, hey, you blew up to save me, remember? And Ray's like, did I? Huh, okay, <laughs> must have been the other me. Yeah, she's like, what? And he's like, I think I am the third. <laughs> so she's self-aware that she's a clone? It seems so, yeah. God, I couldn't imagine. So I have a, I have a question for a hot take. And we can save it for once we learn this, or we can do it now. The soul and Ray. Yep. Do you think all Rays have the soul? No, we'll get there. So Gendo is supposed to be meeting with uh, Sele, but he's like, don't worry, I sent something else to keep them occupied. And we cut to Ritsuko in the middle of all those obelisks, naked, talking to Sele, uh, being like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what happens. I can endure whatever, as long as... I have Gendo, which fuck off Evangelion. Like, holy shit. Like, Ritsuko was... This was one of the worst scenes in the entire fucking series. The second worst scene. It's so bad. And again, we have no reason to ever believe that anyone would give any amount of crap what Gendo thinks about them. Let alone, we've got three women, separate women now. Separate, intelligent, grounded women. That are just obsessed with Gendo. I mean, I th- I would okay. There's they're probably trying, maybe trying to say something about, especially since we're into like Freud Young territory here now. Can you explain that? Uh, the psychologist uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl, I believe. Oh Carl man, Young, you yeah. said something about this last week. Yeah, I completely um, forgot. Th- about this, this is, I believe, like the point in the show where Anno like started reading those two, and they have Freud's full of shit, but we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> It's possible there's something to be said here about like a, the inevitability of human nature or the inevitable like cyclical human nature in that, oh, Naoko's mom 
was obsessed with Gendo and this is the fate she met with because of that. And now that's repeating in Ritsuko, her daughter. Um, I think there is a read on Evangelion. Actually, no, I'll save that. I'm saving that for end. That's not something I think works in the discussion of the series as a whole. But you can look at a lot of the characters, I think. Uh, Masato and her dad. Um, Asuka and... Uh, Asuka doesn't really have the parallel. Um, honestly, you could probably even do Masato Kaji a little bit. But there's a lot of characters that start to follow in their parents or predecessors' footsteps in to to like a damaging extent and that might be what they're trying to do with Ritsuko but I don't think it works at all. It's trash. You can say for Asuka just because um Kanji does not um have the same feelings as as Asuka does for him. I mean, yeah. That's the same way as her parents because her parents don't give her feelings. Well, I mean I mean like they start to repeat their parents. Yeah. Which I, I as far as I know Asuka doesn't, or maybe I'm just missing something. It's just it's just straight garbage. Yeah, I, like I said, I think there is a read that explains why Ritsuko has this infatuation with Gendo. I don't like it. I think it sucks. I don't subscribe to it. I think it's just a shittily written character arc. Like, we get 20... What is this, 23, right? So 22 episodes of them just like... It's just dog shit. Yes. Fucking at me. Utter dog shit. That she just all of a sudden loves Gendo. Well, I mean, we we learned that it's like she always has. It's not sudden, but it's suddenly thrust on us. Yeah, yep. fuck that. With, again, like, yeah. No one is ever shown to have any... The only person in the show who has any amount of chemistry with Gendo is Fuyutsuki. And I'm pretty sure he's in love with Yui still. So, <laughs> fuck off, Evangelion. Fuck off, Gendo. Ritsuko gets in con... Or Ritsuko is sent back, gets in contact with Shinji, and is like, hey, you're not being guarded, come meet me. And we get a repeat of the Kaji situation where Masato holds up Ritsuko from behind and it's like, you're going to show and tell me everything. And then she's like, fine, I will. But he's coming too. And then turns on the most conveniently placed light to have ever been installed <laughs> to perfectly reveal Shinji, who apparently had nothing to say about the situation that was unfolding in front of him. I mean, that checks out, honestly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, we go into the artificial evolution lab. We see Ray's apartment, which I touched on before. Uh, we see the Eva graveyard, which is cool. And uh, we also learned that that's where um, the, the first like the, the first base was. This is where um, Yui vanished. The Eva graveyard is yeah. that same place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we see Ritsuko shows us the... All the clones of Ray floating in the LCL fluid, like being weird and giggling and having creepy smiles. And Ritsuko goes on to explain. Can you that describe this? Basically, she tells us yes, Evas are humans created by man. They don't have souls. These Ray clones do not have souls, except for the one that is out here with us. We keep all these Rays as like spare parts, basically. To my understanding of how this works, is they somehow are keeping the soul of that initial ray intact and using all these other clones to rebuild her on a biological level. Sure. So like so that young one like you talked about Naoko did kill her. They still had the body. They were somehow able to like maybe give her a new heart or a new brain or whatever they had to do to keep that vessel for the soul moving. So you could blow her apart, but as long as they can retrieve the soul, they can keep ray going. 
Gotcha. That, that's that's what I took from it. Well, well, also ways ways inside those dummy plugs. Her personality, yes. We all, we also learned that this is the factory, quote unquote, for the dummy plugs. So I guess we're led to believe that they're somehow using all these rays floating in the LCL fluid to siphon. Oh, oh no, 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 yeah. They they put the bodies in the dummy plugs, which is why they don't fully work because they are just a reconstruction and oversimplification of the ray that has the soul. Well, the way I look at it is the what the point of ray is is for someone to try to pull a soul in hole. And so the way I look at it is ray's um what's good? Ray is put inside the dummy plugs to try to uh impersonate the person who's piloting Piloting. pilot. Yeah. Um, the Evas, and that's the way I looked at it. But we can see from um, Clone Way, I'm just going to call it Clone Way, or original Way, that she, she's really good at um, impersonating other people. The fact that she can, um, we see her like, do that thing with Shinji or whatever it is, because she, she's really good at following other people. So the way I look at it is those dummy ways are just there to try to impersonate the, the pilots so they can make the Evas move whenever they need to. Okay. So that's the way I look at it. Sure. They Ritsuko does explicitly say that this is the only ray with a soul. Yeah. I honestly don't know if it's addressed in 2526, but they do further ad- address ray soul in end, which serves as an answer to what you just said. Okay. So that keep that in mind watching end. I mean, I'm just going to throw my book out the window when I watch <laughs> end, but okay. Maybe <laughs> Well, I think a lot. Of, I think I think about half of your questions are going to get answered, and I think Evangelion just hopes that those half are enough to forget the other half that you are no, unanswered. No, I understand why people analyze the fuck out of this because the show doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing. So they Facts. they didn't make fucking. Sing. I dude, I think this show is more interesting when it doesn't know what it's doing. As soon as it feels like it has something to say, it loses me a hundred percent. It loses me at the very beginning, and, and we also learn here that. <laughs> The way they're making Eva's work is they're taking these artificial humans, basically, and putting souls in them a la Ray. So the souls have to come from somewhere, which Eva's is mom's, because they can't just create souls. But it's not specifically said yet, right? No, they don't say Eva's is mom's, but... Well, I, I, I guess what I was... <sighs> I can't wait to watch the end of Eva again. It's like, yeah, some of these questions answers. I know I'm not going to get all of them. I know I won't get what second drive is. But I can't wait. I guess my thing is, like, I was kind of under the assumption that the way that Evas are able to kind of operate is that, like, they put the the kids in there and they have souls. Well, I mean, like like we've talked about, you explicitly know that O1 is Yui. Is Yui's soul inside of O1. Yeah. Or, well, I mean, it was her sinking to that degree. And the other Evas, to our knowledge, is them trying to replicate that effect artificially. Because Yui is the only one that we know has successfully done that, and Shinji, but he chose to come back. We don't know that any other people have synced to that extent with the Eva. Well, I did not know that Shinji synced. That's what happened. The 400%. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I understand that. I did not know that was the same as his mom. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. Uh, to wrap out this episode, uh, Ritsuko incinerates all the rays, and says some more stuff about being in love with Gendo, who cares. And then... And then she says something like, this is the tragedy of those obsessed with Evas. And okay, Ritsuko, whatever you say, this, that doesn't, whatever, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're trying to say. Go back to jail because your character's done. Anything else on 23? 
Um, not on the episode, but I got a question to ask. Yeah. Why do I have Ray is an Eva question mark? Because uh I mean, in a way, Ray is an Eva because she's an artificial human with a soul implanted in her, which is what the Evas are. So every time that she gets in unit OO, it's an Evaception. Yeah, sure. And I'm not being like in a in a manner of speaking, yeah. I'm guessing from the way you guys are talking about Ray that twenty five twenty six does not offer anything in regards to her. Uh nope. well I, I so watching twenty five and twenty six, I you can my sister can attest I was screaming at the television <laughs> uh for about ninety percent of it. Excellent. And then I watched two minutes of a YouTube video and then paused it and I was like, Okay, I will calm down. But if the end doesn't give me more, I will then be more furious. And here we are. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, episode 24, The Final Messenger, or The Beginning and the End, or Knocking on Heaven's Door. <laughs> Co-written by Akio Satsukawa. Uh, we open with young... With Asuka Os- AFK. Yeah, well, she, we, show, we see the young Asuka like, running through an orange field. Um, oh, I don't think there's AFK. any... Yeah, I don't think there's anything interesting in this flashback scene that we haven't talked about already. I just want to call it out because I remember this shot because it is the opening to an AMV I had of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. There we go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I just love seeing these like, oh, I know this. Asuka is running back home, happy to go find her mother after she's been chosen for the EVA program. And she opens up the door to see her mom's hanging. We did not get that in any of the previous episodes, you guys. That's super fucked up. She was so happy to go tell her mom the fact that she's been, um, she's going to the Eva program that she opens the door and sees her mom is hanging. That's the first time? Well, that's the first time we see it. Uh, this gives us the added context of her, like, going to tell her that she was accepted for the Eva program. Yeah. We've seen the hanging before, but we do not know, we do not know what. How Asuka saw her mom hanging. We just saw that Asuka saw her mom was hanging. Well, we know Gendo's in the closet with, like, the nail that he used to put the fucking noose (laughs) up there. Please, it's not Gendo, it's Fuyutsuki. Gendo's watching with his hands steepled. (laughs) He's in the closet. Yeah, Yeah, he's still in the closet. Yeah, yeah, he's in there with him. And probably, like, fucking Ritsuko's in there jacking him off or some shit. Ugh. So, she gets accepted to the program, right? Uh Uh-huh. You have no problem with that? This, how old is she at the time? Uh, I don't think they give us a day. Uh, date, just based on young... Yeah, she's young. At least 10, less than 10? I would think so, yeah. And every other one gets chosen exactly at 14? And you have no problem with that writing? No, no, no they, they Shinji... don't get chosen at exactly 14. Okay. Um, I think it was only Shinji they brought in, which was probably their plan for a while. There's like and some Toji. weird stuff of... That, uh, yeah, no, Toji was at that school. Everyone at that school is a candidate. And I believe they've been there longer than they were 14. Gotcha. So they're chosen to be candidates, but they're not chosen to be pilots at that time. Right, exactly. Okay. So Asuka was that accepted. Helps me, that into helps me the, with my yeah. rage. Thank you. Okay. We get a brief scene of Shinji being an absolute piece of shit and telling Asuka, like, yo, Kaji's dead. Let it go. And we cut to her in some random bathtub. In a destroyed apartment building. She's gone for seven days. Because mm-hmm. I guess worth noting, um, Ray's explosion took out a lot of stuff. Basically cratered Tokyo 3. Oh, okay. Um, and this is when we get the point where everybody's gone now. Yeah. Um, and she's like in the tub, just in a full pit of despair, thinking that like she has no reason to go on living. Specifically, if she cannot pilot her Ava. Right. It's because she's zero sync now. So you can't even... 
There's no there's no numbers and no fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. She's missing for seven days. As you said, they finally find her. Some shit with Shinji and Ray and Yui that I wrote it down. I don't remember what it means. I did not spend much time thinking about these first three episodes. It's my first four sentences just <laughs> Asuka's AFK. Uh, her replacement is coming. And then it's unbelievable as fuck that all these women like Ikari that much. Yep, I put Jindo, um, Jindo uh, chasing sex with uh, Wichiko. Like mother, like daughter. Yep, Shinji just assumes that Rei is mother. Yep. And then did I miss something? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, also, uh, we get the scene where is everybody left from Shinji's life, so his two friends are actually gone. Yeah, now, we learn so. everyone is gone. Yeah, Ikari, Toji, Toji. Specifically, he does say Toji and Kensuke. Kensuke. Yeah, Kensuke. Yeah. And then we get, here's just this kid hanging out on a gargoyle, humming Ode to Joy. <laughs> Everything's I'm normal s- here. Listen, I'm a 14-year-old. Really, really this like seems like a normal interaction I might have. Nothing suspicious, nothing weird. Everything's cool. I'm saying, I love this fucking kid. This fucking kid is fucking fantastic. He's a, he's sunshine in this depressing fucking world. <laughs> uh, when do you think that'd be so inconvenient to find sunshine in all these clouds? I don't fucking care, dude. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of this dip- because Masato is suspicious as fuck of the sunshine in these clouds. I'm just saying mm-hmm. this, my my favorite girl is depressed. I need some kind of sunshine. Uh, I mean, I don't think you have options of a non-depressed one in this show. I mean, this guy's not depressed, and he's never depressed. Well, he goes he he dies smiling. So turns out there's something going on with Kaworu Nagisa. Uh, he's the fifth child. He tells Shinji, "You can call me Kaworu." To which Shinji blushes because, Anthony, I'm not sure if you're aware, um, calling someone by their first name, especially without an honorific, is like an intimate thing in Japanese mm. culture. So the fact that they just met and he's like, no, that, that it's, it's like if I was just like, it went, if we just met, like you would call me Bailey-san probably, right? Really? Uh, yeah. And that would be Vatsan? Yeah. Ugh. And if we were a little more familiar, you, we might switch to like first names, maybe like a Chris San, or if you had this like weird, if you wanted to change your relationship to be like a little more playful or familial, you might be like, you might adopt like a Chris Coon or something. I'd absolutely call you that. No, you'd probably go for Chan, honestly, but. I don't know the difference between San, Chan, and. Chan is typically used to refer to little girls, but you can, it. it then yeah, I'd definitely call you Chris John. <laughs> but when like boys use it towards each other, it's, it's. It'll, it's part playful and part of like a greater sign of affection, I think. I think at this point would be Chan's. Uh, well, it, I mean, not like in an evolution of it, but it, it's a weird thing to try and explain, especially since I don't fully understand it. But if, if, we, if we had just met and you, you would be like, oh, you're Bailey-san or whatever, I'd be like, no, just call me Chris. Hmm. That's like, uh, okay, we're just going straight there, right? That we're wow. just, we're, we're close already. We're just starting off on a, we're Good pals level. Yeah, I kind of get that. And like when you introduce someone is like, you know, you generally want to be as respectable as possible. And then they're like, no, just do just straight. Call me this. Yeah, I think we have that in the States. It's just not as prevalent. Ours is much more professional because, yeah, you get yeah, exactly. You guys, we see it more in the movies and stuff like typically nowadays. If I walk up and say, hey, my name's Anthony. Someone's be like, hey, my name's Salvador. Right. Well, you say your last but name. You, I mean, if you weren't a professional in the, in the business, yeah, in the professional setting, it's still like Mister, Mrs., or Ms. or their title. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess that's pretty. Yeah, I kind of get that <clears throat> in the airline industry a little bit. We don't actually call them that, but yeah. I mean, if you notice, I think pretty much everyone, but like all the other kids except for Shinji, call Asuka. So do you? 
They don't call her Asuka. Or or yeah. like even Shinji calls Rei a Yanami. That's true. Yeah. yeah. A Ayanami, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of picked up on that, but like it was just like a it was kind of like the thing that you see but you don't apply any yeah. thought to. It was just like, ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense in the fact that they just all are doing it. Right. And so the reason I explained that is because he just does say, hey, just call me Kaoru, no honorifics, and Shinji blushes. So just so you understand why he's blushing at that, at a, at a guy introducing himself. Shinji wants that dick. They're trying to fuck. Oh, yeah. dude, this episode is extremely gay. And I don't think there's God any other damn. reading of it. Um, I just love this episode. Ugh. I think Kaoru needed at least like five more episodes to breathe for, for this to actually land, but... Nope, nope, dude. Uh, Shinji's so fucking dense that he needs he needs somebody to be white though. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not showing any kind of restraint or anything like that. Dude, I want to fuck you. You want to fuck me? Let's go. Let's, let's hold hands. Hell yeah. I yeah. mean, here's the thing. Asuka kissed Shinji, and fucking Shinji just did not do anything about it. Uh, more than that, and to your point, Kaoru is like the only character that is like actually, at least we're led to believe, like blunt and open and upfront and positive with his feelings uh, yep. towards another person. And like, yeah, yeah like you said, Shinji, or Asuka does kiss Shinji, but it's framed in like a, first it's framed in an apathetic way of like, I'm bored, let's kiss. And then she immediately pretends to regret it. Where Kaoru, everything he does has a level of at least perceived sincerity to it. It was a nice little breath of fresh air that he was just so like, in terms of like the characters we've seen, like everyone has like a hidden backstory, which he kind of, Ish does too, but his he is super just, does. <laughs> well, I in the fact like, but everyone else's we we take like literally weeks or months to figure out. His happens in twenty three minutes. Yes, it was a little refreshing to just. I understand that you you, you would have preferred it played out more. And honestly, if they had, if they could probably make it more interesting and have an actual character fleshed out of uh. God, I cannot pronounce his name. Yeah, it's a weird name. Uh, but if they had more for the fifth child, I would I'd like to see it played out. But if this is all they had, then I am very happy with how he played out. And I'm just gonna say right now, uh, this is a lot better than what they did with the with the two other characters. I mean, we have 23 episodes, and uh, we have not seen anything from those characters. And this guy just pops in and does something good. So apparently, they're really bad at making uh, characters long term, but they're really good at making characters short term. Yeah, I don't. I guess I can't disagree with that based on <laughs> how they do my girls dirty. Yeah. Um. So he he's talking to Shinji. Is is this the first time that comes up the Linlin culture? Yeah, dude. He's so what is he's, that? He, hold up. So so the Lilin are the children of Lilith or humans. Yes. Oh, okay. But f- fucking Shinji, my guy again. Any amount of awareness would be so cool because. Again, he's this kid humming Ode to Joy on sitting on a gargoyle, is super cash to you, and then he's like, man, music, right? My favorite invention of the Lillin. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, um... I don't know, dude. Since he's super dense, he... I mean, the, the, the whole angel thing is, like, religion shit. I don't see fucking Shinji opening a Bible to know what the fuck is going on. That would on. make it even weirder. He'd be like, what? hold up, the what? The who? <laughs> just fumbling through the Bible. The what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> just, you just hear him just going. God, I would love a scene with Shinji opening up the Bible to to does research at this fucking show. I just want that picture. I think this may be one of my favorite episodes. I'm going to say based on 25, 26 and, and Shinji 
we don't need change to get any ideas from the Bible <laughs> on humanity. <laughs> oh, he's got some. Um, he's already got some things that need some working out <laughs> without reinforcing I, it. I, yeah, I'm gonna stress. I, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. Um, uh, I think I, th- I think if they would have done the entire season based around this kind of plotted episode, oh, it'd have been fantastic. I yeah, I have problems with this episode. I think it's okay. I loved the like. Okay, so here's what I liked. Do, oh, do, hold on, let me just like truck through this, and you stop me okay. when you got something. Okay. Uh, so then we we go back to Nerve. We learned that Kaoru born on the second impact. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Uh, weird, right? Oh, also the council sent him. Sure. Huh. Everything seems above board here. Uh, Masato is now pumping Hyuga, uh, one of the techs, for information um, because turns out he's crushing on her super hard. And now he's, I mean, same, bro. <laughs> uh, Kaoru immediately syncs with Unit O2. Ray meets Kaoru. And again, this guy that was weird. He's the worst spy in the world. Yeah, he goes up to Ray. It's like, oh, we're the same, huh? So you wanted <laughs> to take the form of the Lillin too? Weird, cool. Uh, this guy doesn't need to be a spy. He's so fucking powerful. Who the fuck cares? True. Yeah, I guess. I, I just think it's so funny. Yeah, the and fact like, that you call him a spy was a little off-putting. Well, Dude. I, it's. I think it's supposed to be, at least from the audience perspective, a bit of a like. I think from the Zelay's perspective, it's supposed to be like some infiltrator, but like he just comes in. Oh, one hundred percent. But he doesn't give a fuck what he's supposed to be. He's just himself, which is just so refreshing to have someone who's so self-identified in this fucking show. It's so good. Why couldn't they have this character at the beginning? Uh, so I think he actually does show up at the beginning of the rebuilds. Yep, he does. No, he does not, but he shows up earlier. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if you have time, Anthony, but the rebuilds or just retellings of the story. I probably will. If if the end holds, if if the end makes me satisfied, I will probably watch the rebuilds on my own time. I'm going to tell you, though. Um, So the rebuilds, though, are like different side stories or something. It's like it's different. It's, it's like a fun. retelling. It's like I'll a different version it. of a gospel. Because uh, they actually have an American pilot in there, and she shows up in like the first movie or second movie. And she's fantastic, but she's just like, um, I'm going to call him Carl, or Mr. K, I don't know what, I can't pronounce his name, but I'm going to call Kaoru. him something. I'm going to call him Ruru. Okay. So, um, so there's a American pilot, and she's just like Ruru, well, um, well, she's so, she's so blunt and open and stuff like that, like that. She's not afraid of her feelings or anything like that. That's so fucking wonderful in this fucking- And in the Rebuild yeah. series, and, um, what's it called? Also, everybody has different plug suit colors. It's fucking amazing. Ray has a black and blue plug suit, and it looks so fucking good. It's ridiculous. I think uh, Oscar has the same plug suit. From what I've heard of the rebuilds, they're much more streamlined and like actiony tellings. That sounds wonderful. Um, although I, I will say to that point, I've heard that I don't know if it's real or not, but like there's probably like a deep lore Bible of like Evangelion out there somewhere because like I said, there's like a million video games and offshoots and stuff that all pull in lore that isn't from the show. And I think people kind of treat it all as basically canon. Like I think there's a video game that just straight up is like, oh yeah, the third Eva is Toji's mom. <laughs> so I, I would be fascinated if there's like some document out there that lays out everything that is true in this universe. I mean, I guarantee there's multiple YouTube videos. 
No, but I mean like a, an official one by the creators. That's like, this is the, the truth of this universe for us in crafting this show. And if you're going to do something with Evangelion, here's like a reference document or whatever. But I would just love if there's like all that deep lore shit that is quote unquote canon, but not explicitly in the show. Uh, so when we make our first anime, we're going to base it on Evangelion. Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, so we get the stuff with Ray and Kaoru and the Lilin again. Shinji is now listening to Ode to Joy, waiting, <laughs> waiting outside where he knows Kaoru is gonna come from to be an awkward teenager and be like, "Oh, hmm. no, I was just chilling. I didn't know you were gonna be coming out here. Uh, hey, uh, just what's up? Hey, how you doing? I was just hanging out. But uh, hey, uh, since you're here, let's talk. Let's uh, let's hang out. I, I'm, I was gonna go shower and go home. Oh, what? You want to come shower with me? Random question. Wait before that. So, um, Ruru talks to Ray and said um, that though the same person is. Does that make Ruru a clone? Uh no, no it, makes it makes her an angel. an angel. Oh, it makes her an angel. Yep. Yeah. I just okay. That completely flew by me. I thought he was a clone like Ray, except he's like the male model of Ray. So I don't give it. I initially was like, oh, he's a clone too, and then I was like, wait, no, because they said something about Eva. So maybe he's an Eva. And at the end of this episode, I'm like, oh no, Ray's an angel. <laughs> Okay. Oh, hopefully the end of Evangelion makes sense of this. Honestly, all three of them still, they could just be like, oh, we'll just pull from a hat and, and she's a clone. End of Evo will be very explicit on Ray. Okay. I, I also, I, I guess we kind of already touched on this, but like Kaoru is like the complete antithesis of the Hedgehog's Dilemma, which we've been like, has been this entire show. I was going to bring that up because um, I, fuck this show. This, the Hedgehog Dilemma does not mean shit in this show, in my opinion. Wait, what? What? It's the entire show. People yeah. are afraid no, to get close dude. because they're afraid of hurting each other and of being hurt. No, it's just these fucking people just don't know how to fucking talk to each other. That's the whole point of the show. So I, I get what he's saying, though. He he hates it, but it's the th- it's the whole theme of the show. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I'm going to do my ASMR impression. <clears throat> so Kaburu <laughs> takes him takes, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> to the public bath, right, with Shinji. And I think there's a couple, there's some conversation of like Ruru being awesome and cool and deserving. But then oh, he says, dude, I we'll talk about that when you're done. But Shinji, he tells the Shinji like he is deserving of grace <laughs> and that he likes him. Uh huh. And if that's not a fucking angel statement, I don't know what is. He's deserving of grace. Yeah. Um. So my understanding is there's a few different like interpretations of this line. And this is maybe a more literal or more or oh less even perhaps. Um, Dude, hold on. Just a quick side note before you get into this. I clicked on that line on the wiki and it took me to a theory and analysis wiki of Karoru's lines in episode 24. Yeah, Christ. And it is thick as fuck. Hey, I have a uh, theory and analysis on Karoru's lines. Go for it. They gay. <laughs> Shinji and Kaoru are gay. Um, to me, to me, it seems like uh, he's saying that Shinji is a fucking god too. That's the way I look at it. And then episode twenty five and twenty six makes me look at it more that Shinji's a god. Um, th- to be clear, there are so what I get, the point I was getting at is other translations are much I think more powerful and intimate in what he says. Oh, I think okay. some translations even say "I love you." Okay. Um. So I, I, this scene is. This is probably like the most tame translation from my understanding of this scene, but still very gay. Well, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, specifically about this line. So 
you said that or that this scene is gay. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, we. I, I guess ju- just to wrap up the before you go into this, we do. Uh, Kaoru does do the hand touch thing with Shinji while yeah. they're bathing together. So I'm not. I, I do think that Kawaru is uh, definitely gay. If not that, or like of that mindset, whatever. I don't know if angels have sexuality, but but he is too Shin. He is too Shinji. Another boy. Yes. So do you think? Because we've seen all these women hit on Shinji, and he wants to kiss a couple of them. He does kiss one of them. He accidentally not kisses one of them. Do you think that Shinji is gay, or do you still think he's like? What do you think, think of Shinji's sexuality Shinji? Shinji is at this Shinji point? is bi. He's questioning whatever you want to call him. I would not call Shinji straight, based on this episode. I would agree. Oh no, dude! I fucking Shinji's fucking bi whatsoever, dude. I mean, come on, dude. Wei Wei is fucking handsome. I mean, come on. I'll fuck this guy. Although I, he is fourteen, so I can't say that. Yeah, uh, that's too late. <laughs> you can't take it back. Hold on. The police will be at your door momentarily. <laughs> At least he'll be 21 so I can drink with him. And then I might get tipsy enough where he slides his dick in me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think more importantly than constantly being weird about 14-year-olds is that (laughs) Kaoru is someone who openly shows affection with seemingly, to Shinji, no ulterior motive or hang-ups or anything. He's just being nice. And that's not something anyone else is. Although I will argue a little bit like Masato several times in the series has been pretty openly affectionate and caring towards Shinji, but Evangelion just conveniently decides to forget that that relationship was ever positive, I guess. Yeah. So fuck off Evangelion again. Gendo? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your hands? Uh, Oh yeah, that's what that thing is. Okay, I was like, what's on that guy's hand? And I forgot to put down... I don't think we talk about... I don't know if... We don't know what's on his hand, do we? Uh, we just see no. this fucked up thing on his hand. But even 25 and 26 don't tell us, do they? Yes. No, they do not. Would they do? Yes. They do? Okay. I must. I might have missed it. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Before me... you say anything, though, let Anthony say it. Yes, because I definitely will. You do not... Yeah, you do not uh, want to spoil it for us. Oh, I think it's in this episode. Yes. So he calls the... Well, I want to mention that he calls Eva Yui. Yes. And says that the time for his dream to be fulfilled is coming soon. Because this is the last angel. And then honestly, we can just skip everything else. Uh, Yeah, Ray kind of philosophy. No, we can't skip everything because Ray's philosophizing. Skip the scene because that's really it. That's what I'm And thinking. then we get the saddest scene in the entire series, including end. Masato saying bye to Pen Pen. We got to send Pen Pen away because it's too dangerous and more explosions might happen. Yeah. Masato's holding him and sad and Pen Pen lets out the sad little squawk. Yeah. And then we get Shinji opening up to Kaoru a bit about his life before coming here, how he was staying with a teacher. Yeah, for three years. Yeah. Um, this, and then we get Sile talking with Kaoru. And <laughs> I fucking, this scene, dude, because... I watched it four times. Um, they're like, oh, all this other shit with Gendo and gods or whatever they've been saying. But then they talk about he's trying to open Pandora's box, but then close it again before hope can get out, which fine. I get it. Pandora's box is a popular metaphor, but there's a little part of me that's like, are you guys talking about a real fucking box? (laughs) Are we trying to open a real Pandora's (laughs) box? What's happening? That's pretty much what I got. Except the only thing I, the only other thing I want to say is, uh, well, I just want to say that there's 15 obelisks surrounding, uh, Kaoru. Uh, they're monoliths. Monoliths, I'm sorry. 
which I thought had relevance at the time. It does not. <laughs> uh, but those are fifth. We, oh, we are at a 15th angel, though, in this episode, right? No, this is our 17th angel. Oh. Never mind. Just Wait, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, Kaoru's the last angel and he's 16. <laughs> Holy shit. But then I looked back at my notes like, oh, no, wait, he's 17. Never mind. Uh, that's funny. Um, and then I want to mention just, I just, we talked about it already. I just want to briefly touch. Uh, this is where the monoliths or obelisks admit that the humanity uh, is the the progeny of Lilith, born from the Black Mood, mm-hmm. and the uh, the children of Adam, which I'm, are the Evas. Uh, yeah, angels. I think so. As far as uh, wait, angels or Evas? I actually angels. didn't write the Adam stuff or the children yeah, of Adam. And stuff. Adam is born from the White Moon, the angels. Yeah, we the humanity that came from the Black Moon of Lilith, and the angels came from the true successor uh that rose from the white moon right and so so humans are from lilith uh (laughs) boy (laughs) humans are from lilith angels (laughs) are from adam (laughs) i'm glad anthony saw what was happening (laughs) boys are from mars or or venus yeah yeah um the evas are human construction though yes in the shape of humans yeah because yeah we'll talk about that again in a minute which I also I want to call out every time we've seen Sile, they've been in that like black room. But now they're just hanging out with Kaoru like in the middle of a lake. Yeah. Can these just things just teleport anywhere? Fucking, it seems so. Which okay, hold on. Let's go and talk about this now. Okay. Masato spies on him. Yes. And she doesn't see them. She makes no really? mention of random fucking monoliths. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's specifically said. Let me see if I can find it. No, that's okay. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a really good point. I didn't catch that. Is that only this angel can see these monoliths. And I honestly, this is one of the free times I will ever specifically at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that. When she has her binoculars out, um, she's not seeing shit. She's spying on him, and then they disappear, and then he looks back at her, right? Yeah. And then, but she doesn't mention anything about seeing like, oh, who is he talking to? Because she clearly sees him perfectly fine in vision. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I, I would, I would have to rewatch it, but I do believe that I'm pretty sure that he's still talking to them. Yeah, because she says like, scene. oh, I can't see his lips moving. Yeah. yeah. But because she doesn't he's know facing the other way. Yeah, yeah, but it seems like she was implying that he's talking to himself when he was actually talking to the monoliths. Yeah, you're right. That's a good catch. Which I mean, we know that he's an angel, so fucking angel magic, I guess. Right? Yeah. We learned that Kaoru is setting his own sync rate. Basically, he's just like, I want to sync to this percent and does it. Oh, I didn't yep. catch that. Masato goes to visit Ritsuko, and there's some talk about the final messenger. And then Kaoru, we get to Kaoru floating in front of O2. It activates, an ode to joy kicks in, because why not? <laughs> Shock, surprise, gasp. Kaoru is the 17th angel, real name Tabris. We learned that he was sent by Sile, which is where I get the inference that Sile has some, at least some yeah. amount of control over the angel attacks. Um, Shinji then gets an O1 and goes after O2, and Kaoru fucking... <laughs> AT fields, they're the light of the heart, the walls that we all possess, which turns out AT fields are a manifestation of our defenses against other people. Sure, Eva, like honestly, that's fine. I wish you had illustrated that instead of just saying it. Even so tell us what AT they stands would show, for. Show, don't tell. Absolutely. 
Also, um, doesn't mean sense for the fucking angels because do they have fucking hearts? Uh, yeah, Eva's or angels have souls, I think. Oh, not Eva's. No, and yeah, no, angels have souls, I believe. We don't. Yeah, we're not guaranteed that, but it's not necessarily told told that they're they don't have souls, right? Um, but we are led to believe that they are another at least semi sentient and sapient being. They're not just completely robots. I truly thought that at this point. They were just like making like a an angel's AT field is just them protecting themselves like we do with our hedgehog's dilemma. That's what I got out of this. I mean, yeah, basically, right? And that's all I pulled from it. I didn't think that humans actually had AT fields. I was just thinking that they were making a parallel. Misato and Hyuga get ready to self-destruct if things go bad because Misato knows that the third impact could happen. If it wasn't clear, Hugo, I'm pretty sure Hugo's like, I'm okay dying if it's here with you. We learned that the soul of Adam is in Kaoru, and the flesh of Adam is in Gendo. So what we see in Gendo is Adam, which is what Kaji brought to him way earlier in the series. So we're to assume, and that's, I mean, he's had gloves. I wonder if, did he ever, did he start putting on gloves after that? I don't know. Because I know he has gloves every time he puts his fucking hands up to his fucking face. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we ever see Loveless Gendo except for in the flashback. And then for sure, um, yeah, we get that, like, the fifth child is the salvaged soul of Adam, which I, they were like, I guess Zile was like, fuck it, send everything we got, because this is the fucking, literally, the salvaged soul. Mm-hmm. Of Adam. Yeah, of Adam, but that's huge, right? Yeah. Like, thinking about sending that to fight Gendo. Well, like, the idea was, is that he like just floats down draw. there and makes contact with Lilith. And then everything explodes. Sure. But Kaworu, I maybe by virtue of like the angels, like we don't know their true objective. We think they're trying to cause a third impact, but I mean, especially these past couple episodes, posit that maybe the angels are trying or at least starting to understand humanity to an extent. Especially if we factor in the AT fields. Uh, based on that, two things, because uh, uh, like I didn't watch the end, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, but based on two things, is, is my point is uh, the point that Kawaru. God, I'm butchering that name. I'm sorry. Kawaru. Kawaru. Kawaru mentions like uh, at least a couple of times that if he doesn't die, then all of humanity will. Right, because he's got to make contact with Adam. Or with Lilith. Sorry. Well, kind of. We don't know exactly what he's going to do to No, Lilith. no, he picked out the wrong one. Huh? Huh? Yeah, the, at the bottom, it's not the person you thought it was going to be. What do you mean? Who's who's at the bottom? Lilith. Lilith, Lilith. okay. Kawaru is Adam. No, Vu, no, he's not. At, Kawaru has Adam's soul. He is the salvaged soul of Adam. Yes. Specifically, that is a quote from the fucking thing. Yes. So, so Kawaru, sorry, Kawaru isn't Adam, but he has Adam's soul. Yeah, he which has is what Adam. they yeah, okay. need to come in contact with Lilith in order for the third impact that Sila wants to happen. No, he he needs to con he needs to uh, come in contact with Adam's body. Oh, okay. And what he finds down there is Lilith, which is why he's like, "Oh, this is the wrong one." Interesting. I missed the fuck out of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I also he got bamboozled. That, yeah. yeah okay. No, you're right. Yeah. 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 Because that confused the fuck out of me. Because he came down there and he was like, huh. Yeah, because we we were kind of assumed. I remember that we all thought that Adam was down there. Mm -hmm. Which then, it was until it went inside Gendo. Yeah, and then we remember how I explained that that's not Adam. We don't know what that is. Yep. 
And then, uh, yeah, because when they said, when he even walked down there, I was like, oh, that's not Adam. And I was like, yeah, I knew that. Why the fuck did I forget that? It was because of this scene right here. You're right. Good job, Sal. I don't have a big brain like you guys, but I can I can get no, some. No, that one, yeah, because that, that was supposed to confuse the fuck out of me. And then, But still, he was like, hey, if you don't kill me, you're all going to die. And honestly, I want to die. Right. And yeah, so the point I was trying to make is Kaoru adopted in like an unexpected level of humanity i suppose um which whatever dude like so many go fucking play the persona games they do this shit better <laughs> we could we forgetting the fight between the fucking two different evas with the progress knife i thought i thought they would turn into swords by now owens do they turn into swords at the end of no, Eva? i want to know i'm fucking pissed although the progress <laughs> knife is like looks straight up like a box cutter in end and i'm here for that too so oh, okay <laughs> um i did like at the very beginning, I'm just going to draw back, you know, when uh, Ruru, I'm just going to say that uh, with Sal, <laughs> Ruru uh, talked to Ray and was like, we're the same. And then mm-hmm. when uh, Ruru was actually telling Shinji, he looked up to Ray and said that only the angels or humanity can exist on Earth. Uh-huh. And yeah, he kind of like wink, wink, nod, nod, foreshadow. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good callback. And then... Ruru decides, you know, I guess humanity should live and hey, you should kill me. And then we get another fucking 30 second pause, which this one was so much better than the elevator one, I think. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good, but I, I was kind of like, yeah, I know where this is going though. Like, there's no way he puts him down. No, but it was still like, we don't get to see inside Shinji, which for some fucking reason we don't because the next episode and a half is us being inside Shinji. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at the fact that they're like, oh, you killed another person, Cindy. I'm like, we already had this discussion. Was that Seal doing that, though? That's the whole next two episodes. We'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's, it the, I think it's more important. It's not important that he killed another person. It's important that he killed Kaoru, yes. the only person that was like he felt he was connecting with, that was giving him positive feelings, that was starting to make Shinji feel better. And then he's forced to kill him. Yeah. I, I get it. This stuff again God, this doesn't land for too. me because I'm so out on Shinji as a character. He just doesn't work for me. Um. So the thing that we was looking for is he was just looking for Gendo. Is that what he was looking yes. for? Yes. He was looking well, for specifically Adam, which Adam. We know is in Gendo. Okay. Yeah. So so that everything Anthony said about the humanity has to survive happens. Kaoru gets crushed. Shinji then spirals again. Says it's the first time anyone ever said they liked me. Which again, like whatever, dude. I Shinji, you're impossible, dude. Um, he says Kaoru should survive. That's a very good word. Hold on, I want to touch up on that. A lot of characters in this fucking show are impossible to get through to, and I think that is a big reason why I don't like the characters in this show. That is actually a very good fucking adjective to describe Asuka, Shinji, and I would maybe Ray, but not really. Well, here's the thing: no one tries to get through to Asuka. People are constantly trying to get through to Shinji. People are constantly being nice and friendly and positive towards Shinji. Well, I disagree. People are giving him praise. People are not actually like trying to become his friends except for those two guys. Yeah, we're led to believe that they're friends. And I, again, except for the show deciding they completely want to discard it and forget about it, his relationship with Masato should be very positive. But it's not because they need Shinji to be sad. There, like, there's no reason that he shouldn't have a good relationship with Masato that we're shown. And to be clear, I'm going to touch on 25 and 26 a little bit. Uh, Shinji goes into a thing of, every, I hate myself, everyone hates me, I'm not going to 
get along. I'm not going to try and get along with people because they all hate me anyway. Even if they're acting nice, everyone secretly hates me. And he's caught on this idea. And boy, Shinji, I get it, dude. Like I've been there. I totally understand that, like that logic or lack of logic or whatever, however you want to frame it, especially when you don't like yourself. It's very easy to convince yourself that other people don't like you either. But just watching this play out through Shinji for the entire series has been... He should be okay. N- no, is what no, 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 no. absolutely not. I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. Oh, okay. Um, he's impossible. It's really hard to say or to to put what I'm trying to say into words because. Well, I think we're gonna touch it next episode anyway. If you want to, I don't because I want to handle twenty five, twenty six a different way. Um, it it is very hard to break out of that mentality, and I think there is. There is a way you do that character and a way you do that story that is compelling and thought-provoking and meaningful. But, I mean, okay, so so you two don't know. We're, we're, are you moved at all by Shinji as a character? Um, No. I mean, I slightly hate myself, but other than that, it's, I mean... Well, I think we're going to get into some shit next episode. Sure, but, I mean, we're on this now. <laughs> Well, what, what's called? I mean, there's some days I do hate myself, and there's some days I don't. And that that quote that was I forget who says it, but oh, people who people who hate themselves can't trust, can never um, be capable of loving or trusting others. Which is, I think, is a fantastic um, quote. Sure, I, I don't disagree at all. So I'm gonna bring in the, the what I said earlier is some people are going to like this show, and some people aren't. And this is where it hits because this Shinji's um, whole. St- story whole attempt at an arc is seems to be purely based on his thought that no that everyone hates him mm-hmm. because he hates himself even when sure. i have bad like i i don't have a lot of self-confidence personally but i don't really hate myself uh, i've also accomplished a decent amount i believe in terms of others and but i also know that i have people that love me so this is a hundred percent unrelatable to me personally and i that's it's so hard for me to judge this character based on my experiences in life in the 29 years i've been alive and i just think it's unrealistic and from my perspective only because i understand that there are people out there that do experience stuff like this so it's so hard for me to judge a character based on this or based on his experiences because i've never lived them sure let me tell you like I said, I have ha- I've gone through these thought patterns that Shinji is going through. And I totally I think it's completely realistic and I think there is a version of this character arc that works where someone is completely stuck in this rut and any progress they make slides back. And this is something that I think is going to be more when we get to the very end, I have some thoughts on it and why that sucks. Um but I I, I can't quite put my finger on why it doesn't Shinji's arc doesn't work for me and it's not the fact that I find it unrealistic. I mean, to to even touch on 25 and 26 a little bit, Shinji goes into stuff of like, oh, the world would be better off without me. Um, I don't know that I've been necessarily there. I've at least been to the place of like, my impact on the world doesn't matter. If I cease to exist, fine. Like, I don't care. I'm sure that would be fine. The world would keep turning. Nothing would change. And at the very least, I'd be cool with that. I might even prefer that which is kind of the whole crux of 25 and 26 for Shinji. But still, his character arc 
doesn't work for me. It doesn't move me. It doesn't touch me in any way, despite the fact that I'm watching it and like nodding. Like I get it. That's interesting because we come from different perspectives on that, but we still have the same end result of not liking Shinji as a character arc. Yeah. It, so I, I think you are right. I don't know what it is because it's, uh, but there's something about it. It just, no. I just, I feel like it just doesn't say anything, maybe. Well, let's wrap up 24. Um, Asuka's in the hospital. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah. Asuka goes comatose for the rest of the series or for the rest of the season. Shinji does the stuff of Kaoru would have survived and touches on the stuff I just talked about. And then we get the scene of him with Masato, which, woof. Because Masato says, only those, like, she explains stuff with Kaoru and says, only those with the will to survive get, or only those with the will to live get to survive. Which, fuck off. That is not something Masato would say or believe. They are using her as a vehicle for this fucking stupid ideology. Learn how to write a consistent character, goddammit. Are we good with... 24. Yep, and this is where I check out you guys because I don't know what's happening. Okay, my, I'm going to say uh, right now, my notes are a goddamn disaster because I didn't know what these episodes were going to be and I wanted to take thorough notes, so I was literally writing it down line by line. I was pausing and writing down everything they were saying <laughs> because that's it seemed important and then... What a shame. <laughs> yeah, and then at a certain point, I stopped. I was like, fuck this, because we're retreading a lot of the same ground. We're doing a bunch of nonsense. Um, so so the way I want to do this, okay? Yeah. We're going to take it in pods. I'm going to say, this is where we are. We're, we're at this chunk of the episode. Does anyone have anything here they want to talk about? We're not going to go through this one beat by beat. Okay. Episode 25, A World That's Ending, or Do You Love Me? These final two episodes are written only by Hideaki Yano. Opens with raison d'etre, one's reason for being. And folks, I prepared a PowerPoint if anyone would like to uh, follow along. If you guys like to join the video podcast. Um, the, yeah, this will be the first video podcast we do. Uh, this is my YouTube be, link. <laughs> my first anime. It's honestly going to no, be... Uh, I, I was making a joke how this episode's basically a goddamn PowerPoint presentation on his thesis on what Evangelion means. Also, oh, no. Well, I was going to make a joke that like I was just... Watching your PowerPoint as Gendo just crossed fingered and just looking at it. No, I no see I'm Gendo <laughs> with my what? cross fingers and I'm Gendo. looking out over the class. Damn it! Really? And Fuyutsuki is in the corner just clicking the slides as we all sit there in silence. Okay, then it dibs on Fuyutsuki. <laughs> I want to preface this first episode with uh, the first thing is I can't take notes on this shit. Yeah, it it, it you can't. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna preface too. You guys, you guys know I'm really good at um, punching stuff or. Just describing all this other stuff. This physiology shit is not my fucking wheelhouse. So don't expect anything from me. Just stick me in the bottom and just put me a little bit under from the bottom, okay? Oh my gosh, these episodes are not... I was falling asleep at these episodes. So do we want to just tackle the first... If I combine these two episodes together, 25 and 26, the first 36 minutes of this episode is one episode? Sure. Because it's all introspers- it's all introspective stuff. Sorry, let me flip through 15 fucking pages. Um, episode 26 is The Beast That Shouted I at the Heart of the World or Take Care of Yourself. <laughs> because I'm a fucking idiot. It's so funny. So <laughs> I just tried to write every fucking line. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the page flips. Uh, by the way, if anyone needs the complete script for episode 25, yeah. <laughs> you can email me. 
<laughs> um, fuck, dude. So, all right. Do, do we have? Does anyone want to talk about anything that happens in this first bit with Shinji before we get over to Asuka? Because to me, this is looking at my notes. This is all retread. It's all the who am I? Why yeah. am I here? What am I doing? We've no, touched on yep, all of this. I'm good. Um, I think I think I don't know where this comes from, but I'm saying I'm glad to see Mad Asuka back. I miss Mad Asuka. She's been down for so long, and I know this is not a real Oscar, but I miss I miss Mad Oscar. Can I tell you something about End of Evangelion? What? There's one scene you are going to very much enjoy. Okay, <laughs> it's probably my favorite scene in the movie. It's fucking awesome. Okay, so we get up to Oscar. We see that she's curled up in Eva O2 uh, at the bottom of a lake. Actually, hold on. Sorry, one sec. I want you to repeat that in a second. Uh, the only thing I do want to mention in Shinji's little thing, the only difference between what we've already gotten in the previous umpteenth episodes of him asking shit, uh, he does ask, why did you kill him? Yeah, and a lot of these questions that happen through these episodes repeat, and the character will give the same answer or sometimes different answers. Yeah. As if as if this, whatever the text is supposed to represent, is trying to go to specific answer out of the character. Sure, but that is one just text we've gotten that's different, is why did you kill him, specifically talking about uh, Ruru. Yeah, and he, Shinji says because I had to. Yeah, and then other than that, I'm good up until Asuka. And then yeah, oh and, and then it kind of does go on to like, oh, wasn't he just a human? Uh, Shinji says he was an angel, our enemy. Um, and then it repeats basically, and then Ray yeah, appears, yeah, yeah. and uh, so you killed him. Help me, it repeats. Um, the case of Asuka Langley. Yes, the case of Asuka. So she is underwater in her Eva in the real world. She she honestly kind of goes through a lot of the same stuff of I'm garbage, I'm broken, nobody wants me, nobody cares about me, I'm not good enough. So sad. Uh, and she we get the text that says separation anxiety, which, yeah, clearly Asuka has separation anxiety. For sure. It makes sense, though, the way she lived. Uh, we get on to the case of Ray. Sorry. Um, and the, the, the interesting question here, I guess, is like the who are you? And she says the real Ray. Um, the, the shaped by interactions with others, the object of afraid of disappearing from everyone's hearts. It's strange that she refers to herself as an object, but that makes sense. This is kind of interesting, although again, it's something that a lot of works afterwards deal with, and I think handle better than Evangelion does of the self uh, being a product. And this is going to be a lot of twenty five, twenty six. Uh, the self is a product of our internalization, and other people's perceptions of us. The biggest issue I had with all of that theme, themology, is that the fact that we already touched it multiple times throughout the series, and now we get a full 36 minutes of it uh-huh. in our fucking face that we really sh- can't skip. Yep, agreed. And and like, to be fair, oh there, there are like a lot of rumors out there that the show had production problems along its way, or they ran out of money at this point, or... Uh, that Anno was just taking too long to get the scripts to them. <laughs> and that's why these episodes came about. I don't know what's true or what I believe, but... Sure, but I, I kind of hope that that's the case because if this is what they actually intended, man, you already did it. Like, <sighs> I think Anno has defended these episodes, but who knows. Ray says she wants to go back to nothingness, but is now afraid of that and abandonment. And human instrumentality begins. And we go back to Shinji. We kind of learned that Instrumentality is basically an erasure 
of the self in erasure of human individuality and is going to combine everyone's hearts and minds into one so that the fear of being alone and abandonment and all that can be gone because everyone is just connected. So where did you get that? Um, it It's like a mess of words, but it kind of says it in the Shinji part. Um, but over the course of 25, 26, it like slowly teases out that instrumentality is basically the melding of everyone's hearts and minds. I don't, I don't know that it ever explicitly says it. So I'm sure uh, Monkey will agree. Is when we went to introspective again uh, with each character doing it again. Uh huh. I I clocked out. So I, I I understand now after rereading a couple things that this was kind of to tease instrumentality and like I don't know when, but he s- steps his foot in there somewhere into the room and then like halfway through episode 26 we find out that all of what we've learned is everyone starting to mend together i guess yes and like but fuck that Mm -hmm. i'm sorry which again i there are other works that deal with almost the same exact thing of the erasure of human individualism as the being like the will of humans that i think go go play the persona games they do it better (laughs) uh Uh, mass effect 3 does it yeah, Mass Effect. Eh. Mass do. Effect Three they certainly do it. does it. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit with Gendo. Uh, there's no returning to the beginning, returning to the mother who had been lost to this world. Uh, we get a shot of Ritsuko face down in a pool of LCL, seemingly uh, blood on the, her back, presumably shot. Hearts will become one and be at peace. All we all have something we are missing a fear and darkness that we are trying to escape and banish in our hearts. And then we cut, we get to Masato. Oh, Masato. I'm so sorry. Yeah. They do her wrong. They do her so wrong in this. The thing with Masato is they do this whole shit of like, I want to be a good girl. But then her internal is no, I want to be filthy and nasty, be dirty. And then it, I don't remember if it's right here or later, but it, there's a thing of her, uh, having sex with Kaji off it's screen, right Shinji here. watching, and she's like, "No, don't show him that. It's embarrassing," and like breaking down, like "Fuck off, dude!" Like the amount of effort <laughs> this series is going through to shame Masato for having a sex drive is insanity. I agree <sighs> with that, but if taking a quick step back and looking at the entire thing. It's this is the beginning of the instrumentality project, right? Sure. Which honestly makes this this makes zero sense later to me. But in this episode right here at this exact point, based on what we already know, this is where the instrumentality is beginning. And so Shinji can now see everything that Masato's done. And she already has disagreed with with uh, Ritsuko about the mending of people against their will. Yep. And this is just another it seemed like another point. But unfortunately, that point is having a sex drive. And so, actually, to, to that greater point, like we've seen with Ray and Shinji and Asuka already in this episode, that when it shows like the case of whoever, right? Yeah. That what we're now seeing seems to be their primal, or not their primal, their prime conflict that they have in themselves. Like their their prime, trying to think of a not like reductive word, which is specifically based on what the writer has thought that they want and that's necessarily what we think well we Shinji has this fear of abandonment which I guess Ray develops later because she didn't really have anything before and I, well they all have their oh, God, of that, abandonment mm, but yep. but all their issues are resurfaced right 
Sure. And we're so, sh- uh, showing those in a microscope. And then when we get to Masada, we don't see her issues as we've con- come to understand them. Masato's conflict is reframed as she has too much sex. Yeah, it's a bad, yeah. Which we have never, the only reference that you could pull from this show that Masato has any problem with that is that she worries that she uses it to manipulate people. Which we, first for one, we've only ever confirmed that she slept with Kaji and is using uh, Hyuga to an extent. It could be inferred that she's sleeping with him for information or whatever and but, honestly that was only Hugo was in maybe three scenes total that was worth the fuck yeah and it's just insane that they decide this is Masato's conflict this is what's important to Masato where I don't think she would honestly give a fuck she might care about manipulating people and creating these false connections but they reduce it in a way that is infuriate and just completely destroys her character I agree great <laughs> thanks for coming to my TED talk Actually, later in the scene, she does the thing of like, oh, she ran away because she was happy. Kaji reminded her of her dad. She was afraid of that connection. Uh, And they go on to finish off with uh, maybe she uses these physical connections as a way to soothe loneliness. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Like, no shit. I mean, I I say obviously this is 96. Sure. Yeah, sure. Fine. But again, case two. This comes back to Asuka... And Shinji, I think. Uh, we get a, we get a lot of retread here. Asuka and her mom, don't want to die, don't kill me, don't stop being my mom. And then we get a lot of uh, what does she wish for, that's going to be a refrain. I think that actually started with Masato. Um, she doesn't want to be alone. Uh, the one thing Asuka does say here that's kind of interesting is she wants to live for herself, but she hates it, it's hard, and she doesn't want to be alone. Which <laughs> is also something I kind of get where she's trying to be totally independent because she doesn't want to be let down by other people, but realizes that it totally sucks. Even no matter how successful you're doing or how well you're doing something, it you fuck, need somebody. Fuck, is terrible. We get the, what do you wish for? Shinji says, don't abandon me. Masato says, don't cast me aside. Asuka says, don't kill me. Um, and then we cut to like this auditorium. Oh, well, well, well before we get there... So we get another uh, another talking point of uh, Oscar's mom. So whenever Oscar runs, runs to her house, opens up the door, and she sees her mom's hanging, her mom is smiling because she's so happy to. Mm, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, which is so fucked up and so sad. Indeed. Which actually, just to kind of touch on that a little, um, makes. Asuka's arc to this point a little more severe because she has given up. Like she explicitly says it when she's hanging out with Akari that like, I don't care about anything anymore. And if we look at the cycle that is presented in like, for example, Oh my God. Uh, Ritsuko. Don't tell me she goes by the whole muddle. And now go, we, we, could potentially worry about the cycle then perpetuating in Asuka, in which she might go down the same route as her mother. Oh, I would hate that so much. Man, I just feel like they're just pulling like that shit out of like other stories because it's like a good storytelling mechanism, but they don't do it correctly. Because yep, and just personal experiences like that shit doesn't really happen. It's usually what the parents' failure usually makes you want to not be that person, and usually you don't. That I don't, no. I don't think that's true at all. That's not true at all. Oh well, fuck me. There's a reason the people who are like, I don't get why we can't beat our kids. My parents beat me, and look at me. 
there's a reason that's those people. <laughs> I guess I don't know those people. Also, I'm just gonna put this down. So, um, let's call it. so one note. Glad to see Mad Mad Oscar back. Now put down another note. Seventeen minutes, and I get to write the second note in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> which is at, um, what's it called. Uh, it's I think it's Oscar's mom saying that uh, Oscar's too mature, and the mom is scared of Oscar, which I think is very interesting. Um, I think I have that somewhere too. I don't know. Let me rephrase this real quick. <clears throat> Before that, Anthony, that's seventeen minutes into the episode. That's so long for me to write a fucking note. And I write fucking notes all willy lily. Like I'm not I'm not fucking stingy about notes or whatsoever. Dude, I have six sentences on the next episode. <laughs> six. Six lines, but they are they cover a full page. Oh, uh, let me be clear. These episodes are terrible. <laughs> I agree. Okay. These suck. The thought of so people becoming like their parents. Uh-huh. I understand ish that genealogy is genealogy right things run in your family yep especially things with uh more so with physical conditions but mental conditions are pretty much shown to sure. have a running thing as well yeah and the, the the fucked up thing that gets me is like the story the in storytelling right it's usually the overcoming of that situation uh-huh and and like, but the and the overcoming of the t- so let me rephrase the overcoming of the tendencies of that situation, right? Mm-hmm. So like, they just we watched twenty six episodes of them attempting to reconcile with those tendencies, and then all of a sudden at during their instrumentality, yeah, their instrumentality, they just decide fuck it. Who? Everyone. No. I don't because you're saying that Asuka gives up Shinji's like well no, no, no. Asuka gives up uh beforehand. Like yeah. when her sync rate is zero, she's like, I don't care anymore, I'm worthless. Like that's her thing. She's at the lo- her lowest point because she's failing at everything she's doing. She can't sync with her Eva anymore. And honestly, to be fair, Shinji's never changed. Yeah. And Ray honestly has never changed either. Yep. She's she's crying. Uh yeah, Ray changes a little bit. Okay, she cries a little bit. You're right. And then just they're melding together, and then we watch a 25-minute episode of the only few changes is, like, Shinji has... We've seen him actually get friendship and still feels abandoned. We see, like... It, basically, like, I think that I think that's where some of this impossible... The adjective we used earlier, like, all these people are impossible. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. sure. Shinji has experienced friendship... He's experienced actual guardianship for the most part. And uh, aside from still like his father and stuff, he still just stays the exact fucking same. And then Ray, she cries, which honestly, at this point, Ray is probably the most changed character All, <laughs> in terms of like internally. Asuka has definitely changed from being the I'm going to scream at Shinji into now, oh, fuck it, I'm done. So honestly, and in terms of like, we see her change a lot in terms of that, but she just kind of gives up, which her mother did as well. So I think an issue that I have with the show is that no one overcomes their inner shit. Uh-huh. And that's very fucking sad. I agree. And I think there is a version of that story that is excellent. It's called Ruru. We need more Ruru in this. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Ruru has no characterization in that aspect. I don't care. I want more Ruru. That's what I want. No, I think there is a story <laughs> to tell that is tragic in the way Evangelion is that is about these people with these issues and they don't overcome it that is thought-provoking and meaningful and moving but it's not Evangelion it's not earned 
in this yeah. series. Yeah. At least not up to this point. I love sad stuff. I'm a sucker for tragedy. Evangelion just it doesn't it doesn't do it. It doesn't earn any of it of it. And if you're gonna go for the story where the characters fail at breaking out of their despair and fail at breaking out of their bad habits, you better fucking do something that is meaningful on a deeply personal level to the people watching it. Which again, I'm, I'm sure it is to people, but that or so them actually trying trying to do it, but they're not trying to do it. They just just going by the same steps over and over again. Yeah, facts. They're impossible. Uh, yeah. let, I I want to walk that back. I don't want to. I don't want to keep using the word impossible here. It sucks. That's like a really fucking toxic framing of these people and the shit they're going through. Well, it's not. It's not us framing them. It's the It's the writers framing them as impossible. We're choosing to frame our interpretation of it that way. Are we? Yes. Again, again, like I, I get it. And these are real struggles that real people go through. And calling it impossible implies no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the struggles that these characters go through are impossible. I'm saying that the way that they frame to the characters in these struggles makes it impossible for them to escape. So, so you're not saying that it's impossible. Like, no, he's not saying. Like if you have this, it's impossible for you no, to no, no, get out. No, that's not what I mean. Like it, you're not saying it's impossible to get through to these characters. It's impossible to to help these characters. It's impossible for, for these characters to get through this. You're saying the way the story has framed it in a way where the only possible outcome for these characters is bad. Yes, at the at least at this moment in time, there's something to be said about having all them mend into fucking whatever is a good thing for most of these people because they're all fucking lonely. But that's kind of the crux. Mm. I'm just saying there's something to be said there. I'm- that's something I think we'll touch on in, on end of sure. a bit more. But I just want to say that like at the end of that, like because we're, we're supposed to get this thing that they're all mending together slowly and it takes 36 minutes to show it, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can kind of continue on from the second story if, if you guys are good with tying that up there. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I just wanted to make sure we weren't... <laughs> Saying, ah, people with mental illness are impossible. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. And no, and if I did come off that way, I do apologize. Yeah, that, that, I just yeah, want, I, I am see sorry. a saw way that could have been interpreted that. I just want to make sure that's not what we were saying. No, no, no. But, 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 so we, we're, at, we're in the auditorium. We, sh- we see Shinji sitting in a chair and Masato. Uh, we get a little bit of explanation on the human instrumentality project. And we get the line that we never really know the truth. Our version of facts becomes our reality. I think this is mostly delivered by Ritsuko. Not that any of that shit matters. Uh, and Shinji wished for this a world where no one is saved. Uh, a world where no one saved me is his thought. I, I Again, I think the the our, our own version of facts becomes reality is kind of like a Psych 101 sort of thing that people love to cling to. And it is true, but it's kind of a bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. People like to cling to it of in a way that validates their beliefs more than they deserve, which I don't think the show is necessarily doing here. I just kind of fucking hate that mantra of this is my reality. Fuck you. I don't care what your reality is. Yeah, the issue comes there. Um, I think I can settle. I, 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 I took one psych class and I fucking hated it. It was psychology 101 and it was basically introduction to atheism. Woof. Yeah. and uh, But basically, in terms of that sh- stuff... Um, he says, like, it's, this is the reality that he wished for. Mm-hmm. And 
because of that, it's his reality. And then, but when you think about that, everyone else has their own reality too. And thus that takes away from the term real. Mm -hmm. So no one has the correct reality and thus all your realities are bullshit. Yep. Which makes it especially frustrating that the end of the series decides to turn into special boy Shinji. And whatever he wants is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we get some more repetition. Again, like he's like, oh, no one saved me, so fuck everybody. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Chris, is this all happening in Shinji's mind? This is happening inside of human instrumentality. This is everyone's... What does that mean? So this is like everyone's consciousness merging into one. But, I and to What? Your, yes, yes, li- listen, yes. And here... Fuck these episodes, <laughs> dude! So... So here's the thing. There was, uh, I researched this. So is Shinji God? Mm, is that what it is? Kind of. Might as fucking well be, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the closest probably term we have to it. But so here, here's what kind of, we, we get somewhere. I don't know if it was episode 16, 15, fucking something over there. There is a, there was a line that I wrote down that I don't think I brought up because it wasn't, it didn't seem relevant at the time. But there was a line that said something like, all of us, are linked, and at the time it was like talking about like, angels or something like that. But I think now it's referred to like what Gendo wanted to do. So I watched a YouTube video where they mentioned something about the end of Evangelion, and then I paused it immediately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and reading that one line and basing it now off of everything I've seen so far is that we are to assume, Sal, because I'm coming from your perspective initially, is that this is all bullshit. Um, at one point in one of these episodes, I don't know if it's 25 or 26, Gendo or uh, Shinji walks into a room. We see like his footsteps into a room and it's, it's what, um, Chris described as this auditorium where it's just one chair and Gen, uh, and Genji sitting in it. God damn it. Shinji sitting. In it. <laughs> and then we're to believe that Masato is behind him kind of explaining and like real quickly, like this is the instrumentology project. And then it just skips back to this more interest perspective bullshit that me and you personally hate. I hate it too. Because I was... Okay, all three of us are just like... In uh, these episodes, I'm fine with introspection. I like some of the earlier stuff. I like the 16 stuff. This is fucking trash. This is all just repetition, but unfortunately, this is very important in understanding the fucking story, which I didn't realize watching this, is all of this is literally supposed to be all of the main characters literally coming together as one unit being. To be clear, um, or to, to put that out a little bit, um, I apologize if um, this is not made clear in 25 and 26 and this is seen as a spoiler, but it's supposed to be the entire world. But obviously we just focus in on the characters that are important to us. So when everyone's questioning and like you're hearing answers from everyone... It's actually to assume that everyone's literally answering their own, like every everyone's answering everyone's questions. They're all together in one fucking being. Yes. Welcome to episode twenty-five and twenty-six of Evangelion. Specifically, welcome to episode twenty-six, which starts with maybe the most hilarious thing in this entire goddamn series. In twenty sixteen, instrumentality was underway. However, it would take too long, so we focus on Shinji. Did they actually say that? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's funny. It's so stupid, dude. They're like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening, but eh, we don't got time. Let's just let's just do Shinji. Uh, case three, terror. 
more afraid of disappearing, afraid of ceasing to exist. World would be fine if I did from Shinji or, and, you know, running away, being afraid of each other. But if everyone comes together, we make each other whole and fill that like void in our hearts. There's a bunch of back and forth that's mostly just retreads. Shinji doesn't want to be alone. Asuka wants to be important. All that bullshit. Yeah, they're all basically answering each other's questions as they meld to one. Yeah, Ray. It's mostly Ray asking the questions, uh, and then Kaji comes in and asks some questions. Uh, but it's mostly. I really don't think there's anything interesting there. No, there's honestly nothing interesting in the first 13 minutes of this. So this is where I figured it out. I was literally writing this episode line for line. I have Kaji. You don't like your being hurt, Masato. I don't like it, Kaji. That's why you run away, Ritsuko. That's right. What's wrong with running away from what I from what I, or from hurt and pain? I was writing this line for line. Jesus. And then I get to when Ray asks, or so Ray asks, why shouldn't you run away? Shinji says it hurts when you run away. Ray asks, even when you run from painful things, and then I just wrote blah blah. You want to know what I had written down that took up half the page? Yeah. Uh, I put they asked the same stupid fucking questions already. Fuck this pointless ass, <laughs> dumbass shit that we've learned already. Learning nothing from this past episode and a half bull ass shit. Yes, a thousand percent. There's a lot of again rehash of abandonment, self worth, all that. Uh, life's value, self hatred. Everybody hates Shinji. Then we do get the first like actual flash of oh maybe things might turn around here. Shinji associates rain with melancholy. Uh, Ray associates the setting sun with fading life. Asuka associates the morning with another awful day. With woof, I feel you, Asuka. <laughs> I I, li- I like this uh, this scene when they talk about what it means. Uh, Shinji associates blue sky with warmth, an unfamiliar feeling. It scares him and he doesn't want it, which <laughs> I feel you, my man. Uh, and then we get into more rehashing of the desires and fears and you know, wanting value. And you have to give value to yourself. You have to decide for yourself who you are. Uh, only you can understand and take care of yourself, which I don't entirely agree with and I think is a pretty shitty viewpoint and message to send. Um, anything on that? Nope. No, I unfortunately, like I said, I um, I didn't assume watching these two episodes that this was the instrumentality project coming to its full circle at the time. Okay. I still don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about and don't explain it to me. Just don't. I'm done. I'm done. I, I think the end will explain it to you perfectly. Congratulations. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you, what does that mean? We'll get there. I'm ninety percent. I'm ninety five percent sure that you could infer it from these episodes if you rewatch them after watching the end. Does that make sense? Kind of like when you rewatch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You understand now? Like, oh, that was what that was hinting at. I took that this was instrumentality happening before I watched end. Okay. See, I when I watched it, I did not, and then I heard literally one line. And the person ended with like, and that's the beginning of the end, which is also the end of the series, but they just explained it better. And oh, sorry, truthfully, I'm fucking YouTube channel. <laughs> no, I, I truthfully, I'm pretty sure I'm, I sneezed one time. and I had, the, the fact that you have to resource this shit, Anthony, means the anime is not good. I don't agree with that. But. I, well, I, so here's <laughs> literally what I think it happened because I don't remember the scene and I rewatched it. That scene, I looked through it on Netflix and found it. I had, I had sneezed and like was trying to find a tissue real quick. <laughs> And when I came back, they were back to the introspective bullshit, but that was the scene that he walked into the room. Oh. So that fuck, like, literally, like, one sneeze fucked me up. Teach you to sneeze. Yeah, like, you just can't sneeze while you're watching these two episodes. 
which is unfortunate because it's 90% boredom with, but the 10% you need to pay attention to, you have to pay attention to, to understand the rest of the story, which honestly yeah. is not good storytelling. I'm going to say it. Nope. It's really not. not. Um, but I understand why people are like, it's masterful in that, like, sure, whatever. I I, well, if, I, I, if by any chance anyone is listening to this and you want to, in a level headed and well thought out way, explain to me why Evangelion is good, I, please try. I am so open to it. And you're specifically t- based on these two episodes, right? No, you can include end. Oh, okay. But um, but yeah, so I just kind of, the last thing I had written down in this kind of e- episode was how is this at all entertaining, relatable, interesting, or overall useful? That overall useful, I think, is my biggest problem. So we get to a message I actually do kind of like in these episodes where they say the world, I, I stopped writing who was narrating. <laughs> So forgive me if that's important and I don't include it. The world can change at any moment based on how you feel. And it kind of reframes like rainy days as in like a positive light as their example, which I totally agree with. And I, I truly do love that mentality of there's positivity and joy to be found in most things. And going with the example of a rainy day, like we're typically seeing it as like, oh, it's shitty weather, it's gloomy. I love I've rainy come days. To, yeah, same. I, I love them so much. I love listening to them. I love uh, an overcast day is gorgeous to me. Oh, it's beautiful. But but just that whole thing of, I mean, e- even Evangelion, like when it comes down to it, I don't think this is a good show, but I've actually really liked analyzing and talking about it. Yeah, you enjoyed the fuck out of it, but you do not think of it as a good show. Right. And if I had, uh, yeah, if I had watched it on my own, I probably would have just went and <laughs> moved on, but. Oh, no, I, I'm only watching this because of the podcast, you guys. I would not have gone this far. <laughs> the finding the joy in everything is a great message. Yep. Um, then we get to drawing Shinji, which I actually do kind of like this bit. I think it fails as an abstract like storytelling thing, but I aesthetically I find it kind of interesting and fun. So drawing Shinji shows up. He's floating in a white space, and I think Gendo ends up being like the voice of God in this one. It's like, oh, you have freedom and free will, but there's nothing here. Like you need constraints. And it's like he draws a line on the floor. It's like, see, now you're on the ground, but you can't fly. And it basically goes off to explain, I don't know if this comes later in the episode, but it's all tied to this of, yes, having the full freedom and nothing to worry about is nice, but it's the constraints and perceptions of other people that make us whole and complete and make life meaningful and worth living, which, again, I think is a good message. That's a great message, and it took us 26 episodes to get to it. And we get we get in <laughs> the like most basic-ass uh, description of self and other, and which... He then says, oh, but then you're born, and the your mother is the first other because it's not you, which is nothing. Shinji wakes up in his bed. The fun home music is playing. Oh, I hated this. Asuka comes in. and wait, Dude, I love it because this is every bad slice of life anime is exactly what happens in the next, like, five minutes. All right, so in, in that regards, I'll give it to you, but, like, this... <laughs> But also, uh, in the framing of Evangelion, I think it's actually really interesting because at this point, Shinji is realizing, oh, if the world is up to me, even taking away like the god special boy Shinji stuff, like yeah. th- the way the world exists is up to my perception and how I interact with the world. This is one version in Shinji's mind of this is what life could be like, right? 
I mean, not literally because bad shit is happening, but th there's a version of Shinji's life that he can now envision where he's friends with Asuka and Rei and ha is like outgoing and cheerful, makes jokes, is interested in other people, and is generally happy. And he also referred to that as just him not being an Eva pilot. That was the whole premise of that episode. Yeah, and that's shitty framing. Sure. <laughs> I get, dude, don't get me wrong. The show totally fails in this respect. But I, I do think the idea of, or at least having Shinji finally realize the idea of, yeah, the, the, the posit, the feeling, the vibe of your life is partially on you. And if you don't give what you're going to get out, what you give to it. And again, this is just one version. It kind of ties into the fact that I think there's a version of Evangelion that is one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, this isn't it. This is certainly not it. Neither is this shitty slice of life one. <laughs> but there's a version out there that's like a mix between the two. So Oscar comes in and wakes him up. They're childhood friends. There's the pen pen bobblehead. Yep. So Yui and Gendo are in the kitchen. Yui's being a normal human, and Gendo is still being a piece of shit, even in Shinji's idealized world. <laughs> Although we don't see their faces, which is weird. Yeah, but we know it's them. No, I know that. It just means... It could just mean Shinji's not picturing them, like, with faces. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think you could read that as Shinji just wants parents. It doesn't have to be them. Yeah. And at this point, <laughs> we start to get weird sitcom feel vibes, which totally makes sense. I was expecting a laugh track to kick in at some point. I would have liked it if it would have. <laughs> like, just to uh, blot the fucking bullshit that is the show at the moment. There's an episode of Mr. Robot, I think in the second season, that basically does this exact thing. It's much better than this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's still, like, a great episode, but it has, like, I think it has a laugh track. It's this weird, like, 80s sitcom. Ah, it's great. Th see, this kind of stuff is so good. I would have loved an entire episode of, like, everyone's version. Like, this is Shinji's. I would love to see what... Asuka's version would be, and Masato's version would be, you know? Oh, it'd be Asuka and Shinji going out. Maybe, but I want to see that. I don't want just yeah. Shinji's bad version surrounded by... It's a great version, 45 dude. minutes of a fucking PowerPoint. Facts. Uh, so Shinji and Asuka are running to school. Shinji's like, oh... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're forgetting the most important part. Okay. So Shinji is always late. Well, he doesn't get up, so oh, Asuka God. has to go... <laughs> so Oscar has to go and wake up Shinji, and fucking Oscar pulls down the cover, and Shinji has morning wood. Oh my wood. god! Yeah, I forgot how much I love Oscar because he fucking was just blame Shinji for this shit. And I don't know if she slaps him or whatever it is, but she's just yelling at him. Yeah, and it cuts away, and we just hear them yelling in the background while Yui and Gendo are awkward. Just doing random shit, but yeah. I fucking love it, dude. It's just—it's really funny. That's—that's why I want to see. That's why I want this thing just to see how the relationship is between Cindy, Oscar, mm -hmm. Wei, and all these other characters in this school thing. Instead of big giant robots and fighting against angels that can do everything and nothing at the same time. I a hundred percent agree, dude. If this—if they gave Eva two seasons and they devoted about half the show to slice of life, I think it'd be a way better show. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. Because we 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 gone through like 25 episodes and like I still don't know these characters enough. Yeah. They have they don't react to they don't interact with each other. Which is weird because Cowboy Bebop was something 20 something episodes and we know each characters and their desires and stuff like that. Well, I I think Eva is the opposite of Cowboy Bebop in like characterization where um Eva is very inconsistent 
with how it treats its characters, especially in this final run of episodes. And the characters feel like they are there to serve the plot rather than the plot serving the characters. Okay. So the, the one thing I do want to say about that is part of why I'm conflicted on this like fantasy scene is that I think it's great if it recognizes that it's being a shitty slice of life sitcom with like the most obvious jokes and should have a laugh track behind it. But I'm not convinced at this point that someone writing this wasn't like, yeah, this is funny in its own right. Not that I'm making fun of this. Also, you have to remember, though, it's Shinji who's thinking about this. I don't think Shinji watches TV. Yeah, but I mean from a meta perspective. They're running to school together. Like, I hope the new transfer student's cute. And Asuka's like, oh, that sucks that he thinks that. And we see Ray panic running with the toast in her mouth. Which again, every slice of life anime ever. I love it, dude. I know I love it because so is way with emotion, which is so real, but it's so great. You're like, this is how this gold looks like if she shows yeah. emotion, which is this is but, what I Shinji mean, wants. I yeah, I think yeah. that you guys should be mad at that because we could have had that in multiple different scenarios. That, that's what I'm saying. I want this from every character. What are you talking about, dude? In the show, we get we get to see Ray cry. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Get home. She's mad and she's happy. I mean, that's three instances. I can't think of any yeah, other three. instances. And it only took almost 10 hours and we get five minutes of Ray fucking emotion. I have been silent for the last uh, 40 minutes because of these last two episodes, okay? Let me talk about my slice of life, <laughs> Owens. Let me talk about it. Okay. <laughs> they bump into each other and fall over, Shinji and Ray, which... Hey, honestly, credit to Evangelion here because it's clear to sh- like they they make it explicit later that oh Shinji saw up her skirt, but they decide not to do that. Yeah. Okay, I was waiting. I was like, they they said that Shinji looked up the score, and I'm just like, I didn't see no panties. Yeah, which great. Like, <laughs> thank you, Eva, for once for not like ma- being weird and leering. And actually, like, giving respect to one of your characters. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to say about this, because literally, um, Asuka flashed, like, three episodes behind. I mean, it was her bra, but she still flashed to Kinji, so... I don't know why they didn't show a penny shot, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, because I it wouldn't have felt appropriate to the tone, I think. I, I don't know. I feel like someone realized that it would have been... Okay. I mean, you yeah. might be right about that. I just don't. I didn't see the reason, but yeah. They get to school, and it's like a regular anime. Uh, Shinji's hanging out with Kensuke and uh, Toji, and they're talking about <laughs> Ray's underwear, because, yeah. And then Masato and Ray start arguing. Or not Masato, sorry. Uh, oh, no, Masato shows up, and Masato's the hot teacher. So great. Ray and Asuka start to argue about, like, uh, whatever. And it's it's still the clear thing, which, oh, God. Whatever? What are you talking about? Ray yells at Shinji for saying, you looked up my uh, panties. And Asuka goes, no, you're the one who, you're the pope for showing him your panties. I was mad because Asuka's the one that said that. This is in Shinji's mind, okay? Yep, that's why I'm like, ugh. Shinji's perfect world is that these two are fighting over him. No, Shinji's perfect world is Asuka defending Shinji. Oh, Shinji, I mean, Asuka's very much in love with Shinji in this scenario. But it doesn't matter, though, because I'm saying those fucking Asuka's, um, what's it called? What do you call it? Putting down Shinji all the time, and the one time she's standing up for him, and you got something mad about it, um, something to say about it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Asuka's finally defending Shinji for the first time ever. No, I'm saying it doesn't make sense because it's the first time ever at episode 20 fucking 6 out of 26. Um, Shinji decides like, oh, you know, the real world, 
might not be so bad. If I can envision this, I can envision anything. So maybe the real world is salvageable. Maybe the real world is good. And then we get our Cruel Angels thesis orchestral version kicks in. Which is actually really good. And dude, fuck this. Well, hold on. Congratulations. Yeah, fuck this. Congratulations. Fuck. Congratulations. Congratulations. Shinji goes, maybe I can learn to like myself one day, which is great. I I do like that it's not, oh, okay, everything's fine. He He understands that it's something to work towards. And he doesn't take it as making it through or that he won't make it through. He thinks maybe tomorrow will be fine. Maybe I'm putting too much on it. But he decides that there's a possible future where he likes himself. And then we get fucking congratulations, which completely undercuts the whole thing because if you just end it with Shinji going, maybe I can learn to like myself one day. Great. That's a good ending. But the everyone fucking clapping... <laughs> Is just including Pinpin. That implies that a triumph has been achieved, that Shinji has succeeded at everything, that there is no more struggle ahead. Shinji wins. And fuck that. And even on to the point of fuck that, to my father, thank you. To my mother, goodbye. To all the children, congratulations. Just to add to more of Well, the, I, I don't know Ano's familial situation, so. I can't comment on that. Maybe his father was like actually a really great guy who supported him. Oh, if that's a sign-off, then yeah, fantastic. But if that applies to any of the story, then fuck off. I, I think that I think I took that as a message from Ano. Okay, that fine. I I could be wrong. If that is from Shinji, holy shit, that's bad. If it's I from took Ano, that from whatever. Shinji, 100%. That is the end of Evangelion. The main series. <laughs> Not the end of the end of Evangelion. Anthony, the fact you made me watch this fucking show, I should kill you. You're welcome. And that's a threat over the internet, so you know that's not going to happen. But I should. Anthony, I am happy I had a good time discussing Evangelion with you guys. Any final closing thoughts on Evangelion? Questions, comments, concerns? I'm scared. I can't wait to watch the last movie. So I can be done with the show. Maybe I'll watch some Rebuild. Maybe I won't. but um, Because they do have colorful costumes in Rebuild. I'm very scared because I I promise I was screaming at the television, just yelling, fuck this stupid fucking show. This is so stupid. Why the fuck am I listening to all this introspective bullshit again and again and a fucking again? And then like it it dawned on me after I read that one sentence talking about this is the beginning of the instrumentality project. And I started thinking, listening to Orange. And I was like, it's not that bad as I thought it was, but it's still not good. But if the end still somehow it keeps that feeling going, then I'm going to be really sad that I shit on it this much. But then again, if it doesn't, then I'm going to be, I'll be fine. I just remembered one bit that we totally skipped over. I, I forget which episode it is. I know it's definitely in my notes because I was fucking pissed. We get a shot in one of the episodes of Masato lying on the floor uh, next to a blood-streaked wall, implying that she is also dead. We did forget about that, yeah. Uh, it was a few minutes after uh, Ritsuko. Okay, that's what I thought. It was in that same episode, yeah. It was after I just Ritsuko. skipped it in my notes because my notes are a goddamn mess. <laughs> yep, she is, uh, she is on the ground and implied dead. Fuck that. But we also see her introducing the instrumentality project, so... yeah. Who is, knows, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we, we saw we saw Kenji too, so it doesn't matter. Uh, no, actually, we don't see Kaji. No, we just hear Kaji. 
We actually no, we saw Kaji. Did we? No. In episode twenty-five, do we actually see Kaji? I don't know if we. I don't think we. Yeah, I see his face. Yeah, we see him. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we saw him. You might be right. I don't know. I mean, that because means I'm like, he's she dead. could be implied dead. So uh, I guess we'll have to find out in the end. Either way, who gives a fuck about Kaji? They implied Masato was dead. That made me mad. That's it. <laughs> Sign okay, us off. Uh, so. This is the end of the actual suit. I mean, not the actual suit, but this is the end of the anime series. So I got a couple questions. Yes. Uh, favorite characters. I mean, favorite character. Uh, oof. If I can ignore the absolute like fucking brutalizing they do of her character, Masato. Um, if I have to take into account the way they completely ruin her, Asuka. Interesting. I did not think. Okay. Uh, Anthony. Uh, Hikari. Hikari's okay. three for me. Uh, mine's uh, Ruru. He showed up in one episode, but he th- he stole my heart. What you guys favorite episode? Out of all twenty six. Um, I know th- there's one that jumps out, so don't like don't give me that shit. Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, I was actually gonna give you an answer. Okay, go on. I think I, I was talking to Anthony mostly. Oh, I think for me, if I had to single out one episode that made me be like, yeah, okay, Eva. Um, I think it was sixteen. Which one is that one? I think that's the one with the Dirac C. You have to give more concepts. Uh, it's the one where Shinji is like absorbed into the Ava. Oh, really? Okay. But the one where Shinji is absorbed to the Ava. Um, I did like a lot of episodes before that. I think the 17 to 19 is generally a pretty good run of episodes. All the Toji stuff is good. Um, what are five and six? Those are jumping out at me to, for some reason. Okay, Anthony, go on because apparently owns like every episode. Um, yeah, I can't remember the number, but I think my favorite episode was um the one where they show the super sniper rifle for the first time. Oh, oh my gosh, dude, that's my favorite episode for a couple reasons. One is that was just cool as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. The whole Masato taking charge and the whole like yeah, yeah is that where Masato she becomes a charge. major too? I think those are like uh. Ten, in the 10 range? And maybe. I, I can't remember. No, but. dude. Pagaska hasn't showed up. So it's like eight before eight. Pagaska shows up at eight. Oh, that, that might be five, six. Those might be the ones I'm thinking of with the Masato heavy episodes. Oscar uh, comes in at eight. But yeah. I think that that sniper episode is is after Oscar comes in. No, it's not. Because um, see what. Yeah, because remember that's where. It's, no, it's Ray with the shield. Yeah, it's Ray with the shield. Oscar has, uh, is not fighting because he's not there. Oscar would be fighting if he was there. Oh, I thought that was the one where they do uh, hot springs afterwards too, right? No, I think that's the one with the eyeball spider. They not use a sniper in that one. No, they use a, just a rifle. The one where like Shin- Shinji shoots, uh, Ray goes down, and Asuka protects him from the acid. Good episode too, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it's episode six. Okay, one of those two episodes. Those those are merged in, so aspects of those episodes make the best one. No, I I, <laughs> I like I like episode six just because they steal the sniper rifle from somebody. Uh, they have to use all the power in Tokyo. Yep. Uh, Fucking top four Masato over here. Let's go. Wait, wait is yeah. so badass. He's like, I'm willing to protect you. And shields fucking Shinji. And the fucking sniper rifle bullet is so fucking cool looking. Yeah, no, that one I think is my favorite episode because Shinji like tells her to try smiling every once in a while, which is... Oh, that's bad. Yeah, no, but okay. I kind of liked it. Yeah, but they survive. Yeah, I mean, episode six is, I think, is my favorite one. I think... 
That's probably one of my favorites, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, is there any other questions you guys want to say? I'm trying to think of any other um, ones. Maybe at the end of the next episode. No, I, I just want to at the series, because and we have not watched the end of Evangelion, and that's going to change our opinions about the show drastically, I bet. Right, Owens? Uh, do you want me to answer that? No. I will not answer that. Uh, okay, what's the biggest what the, uh, WTF moment? Well, my biggest what-the-fuck moment is a writing style, if you were going to get into it, of uh, wasting 36 minutes of my life uh, between episodes 25 and half of 26 with the same bullshit over and over again. Mine is the fucking angels. I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to do or anything like that. And that's 26 <laughs> episodes. I, what's it called, the virus, the fucking a robot, a fucking um, floating blimp, but they could be anything. Mine is a tie between the inconsistent writing and the absolutely abysmal treatment of women. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sign us off, Owens. Next time on My First Anime, will End of Eva change the opinion at all of either Sal or Anthony? Nope. I'm still going to hate this anime. You know, thinking back on it, I probably... No, I'm just kidding. It was still trash. <laughs> will I still care about talking about it in a week? <laughs> Find out next time on My First Anime. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12-speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of speed energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram, uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.